My name is Matt Brown. For us to overcome in the second half. Does it get frustrating when that seems... Yes, it does. I'm fucking tired of this shit. Fucking tired of this bullshit. It's been seven fucking years of the same shit. Tired of this shit. And let's start the show. It's best tight end in the league for like the past three, four years. So it's obviously not Taylor Swift. But I'm going to tell y'all one thing. When there is a bad girl and she's in attendance and she's watching you, that gives you an extra boost of confidence. because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Wednesday, October 25th, 2023. Man, we have a really good show for you. What a week in the NFL it was, and there is a lot to get into. And before we get into that, I just want to remind you, to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show across all social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at ProdConvoPod, Twitter and X at ProdConvoPod. And we're on TikTok at Productive Conversations and Facebook at Productive Conversations. So we have a full show for you. We have a full crew. We have great analysis. We have incredible takes. So I don't want to take up too much of your time here. But we have a big week in the NFL to discuss from a lot of discussion regarding the referees and how they just they just keep having you talk about them with controversial calls throughout this week. And we get into that. We talk about some of the big divisional matchups that took place over the weekend, some of the very unfortunate losses some teams took, and also some very important wins some other teams were able to pull off. So why don't we just get into it right away? Let's talk about week seven of the NFL. And like I said, it's a full crew. Hayden, Bars, Alex, and Nico are all here to talk all things week seven in the National Football League. So why don't we get into it? Like I said, Alex, Nico, Bars, and Hayden, it's your guys' turn. Let's talk about Week 7 in the NFL and make picks for Week 8. Here we go. This is a very productive conversation. Week 7 of the NFL. We had continued refs fucking things up, but we also had some intense battles along with it. And it's true. The NFL is really different week to week. So why don't we look ahead? Why don't we look back at what just happened this past weekend? Look ahead to week eight. Week seven with a full crowd of Nico Bars, Alex, and Hayden. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? What's up? What's up, boys? What's going on, fellas? Absolutely fantastic. So let's get into it right away. Not as many games. A lot of teams are on the bye. Sorry if that was a problem for your fantasy teams like myself. But football was still great as per usual. So why don't we kick it off with Sunday night's game, the game of the week. We had the Miami Dolphins go to Philadelphia. And what happened? We had the Eagles. Sorry, we had the Eagles defeat the Dolphins by a score of thirty-one to seventeen. Despite it being an entertaining game, it was no doubt influenced by the referees in this one. And I think that was the name of the game. How can you have ten penalties on the Eagles and zero penalties on the Miami Dolphins, or just like versa? Ten penalties against the Dolphins and zero against the Eagles. So. That's the name of the game here. Despite Jalen Hurts going in, despite um, 
Miami struggled. Before we talk about if Miami's a fraud team or not, before we talk about the Eagles bouncing back, I am sick and tired of seeing every week where the officials are the headline of each story. Every single week, they make egregious mistakes. And again, and I'll say it again and again, every single week, when you have people saying that the NFL is scripted, when you have people saying that it is influenced because of the sports books, this is exactly the case. Now, of course, I'm not saying I would do much of a better job if I was an NFL official. I would make even worse mistakes. And probably if it was for the Giants, I would purposely try to screw the opposing team over. But the fact of the matter is, there is a clear problem here with NFL officiating where every single week it's getting pointed out being a huge influence on the game. And we could go as far as the Super Bowl this past year. We could go as far as the championship games last year. And um, it's really getting egregious. So first regarding Miami and Philly, do you really feel like me that the refs played more of a role than the the, the two powerhouse teams going into it? Um, I mean, I'll kind of add on that. I mean, I think the refs did play a part, of course. Like, the refs have played a part in pretty much every game. Um, the officiating this season has been pretty brutal. Um, that being said, like, these these officials, they're not full-time employees, so they're only making $200,000, which oh, – not only. $200,000 is a lot. But, like, that being said, like, they're not full-time employees. So, like, what Aaron Rodgers said in Pat McAfee, if you were to make them more full-time employees, like, they would probably be better at their job. They would be employees of the NFL. Um so, um, I mean, that's probably why what you're getting a little bit of what you're getting. Um, a lot of these people, some of them are tax managers, some of them are school administrators, um, some of them are basketball coaches on the side. So it's like, it's it's very hard to do something part time and be basically in front of a national audience. The, the pressure, it's it's very very intense, and I think they need, I think they need to be trained a little bit more. I mean, more than what they're they're getting right now. Um, you have Gene Steratore's head of the the officials. He's he's on TV. He's not there. So, um. I mean, I, I think it's more just they just need more training when not. Um, but that being said, like, I mean, the Jets have gotten, obviously, the Kansas City, they got screwed on a couple of calls. Um, and basically, they've gotten a couple of, even in the Philadelphia game, they got screwed on some calls, too. Um, that being said, I mean, in terms of the actual game, I, I'm still coming with the assumption that Philadelphia, even despite the loss of the Jets, is a better team than Miami. Um, Philadelphia's probably the best team in the league, I would say, uh, defensively and offensively. Arguably a Jalen Hurts pick away from from being seven and up. So, I mean, they're really really good. They're, they're loaded on both sides of the ball. You got Darius Slay on, on defense and those boys um, with that D line, Fletcher Cox too. And then you got um, Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, and that run game with DeAndre Swift. That they're loaded on both sides of the ball. So I wouldn't say this is necessarily more on Miami. I just think Philadelphia is really really good. It's good, probably the best team in the NFC, and I would say probably arguably one of the top two teams in the NFL with their quarterback and with the, that defense and their the running game. So more, more of an indictment of how good uh, Philly is as opposed to Miami, who struggled a little bit. But um, I, I do think there are some slight concerns with Miami. Uh, I feel like there is a game plan in which you can kind of attack them. Tua isn't a great, isn't very mobile, so I feel like if you got a lot of pressure on Tua, he is someone who can, who can throw some interceptions. Um, so that's just something to look out for. But um, overall, I think uh, Philly played a great game, and, and it's on to next week for them. And Miami's going to rebound. I'm going to uh, – I agree that the officiating, like, caused a really big part of, like, a lot of the games, especially on Sunday. Um, when we talk about that Steelers game, there's a big call that we could talk about over there 
Um, but <clears throat> even then, like, uh, there was like at least two or three calls in that game that I felt like, you know, the officials were like, they're kind of like going a little like crazy. But that's been like the running theme, like Matt said. And it's not a good narrative, especially when the narrative currently is that the NFL is looking scripted. Like, and then you got some of these games, the way some of these games are turning out, like because of these officiating calls, like it's getting a little crazy. Um, but even with officiating aside, just like Hayden said, um, Miami struggled a bit, you know, and it was just evident the Eagles are a good team. I would I wouldn't say they're the top two, but right now, currently, you gotta say that. Who would you say? Who would you say is better in Philly if you're not going to say they're the best team? Because right now, right now, I mean, you know, you can't say San Fran because they just lost last week. Detroit. <sighs> just knocked. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I mean, it's I probably although I got over Baltimore is looking pretty good too. So we'll talk about them later in the podcast. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about them later. Like, but I mean, every team that we could possibly buy for like the best has a like a small discrepancy in it. But at the same time, like, like I don't know, I'm just not an Eagles fan, so maybe that's just a small bias on me. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I got you. I got you. you got to take every one of these teams week to week. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I agree unanimously that, um, for, but for different reasons that the the refs definitely you know change the 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 results of these games. Um, I'm not one of the first people to like point finger blame because of the reasons Hayden said. Like they're not their full time jobs, which you know is. is is an issue in its own its own right because you're basically implying that you're not doing your job even if you're not a full time it's a full time gig. I mean, if you're making 200k, I'll clean up dog shit on the road. I don't give a fuck. But you know, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. <laughs> I'll take it in the bud for 200k. Um, but um, no, but like, but here's the thing. Like, the one thing that we don't talk about enough is sports betting, and obviously, it's a cornerstone of the show because we do props and we do lines. Um, I think when something's everywhere all the time, all at once, my those three things in tandem always raise a red flag to me. And it feels like sports betting is a lot of the same thing because forever it was outlawed. It was a faux pas. You couldn't talk about it. Now it's in your face. It's everywhere all at once. It's basically like porn for sports. And it's like that causes me, leads me to believe that some of these games are weighed by heavier interests. So again, I'm not going full tin full hat. That's for another day, but um, I just feel like there's a lot, there's a lot of heavy handed fuckery going on behind the scenes when it comes to a lot of these games. The one game we didn't talk about um, that we probably won't cover because it's not a high profile game, but if anybody saw the ending of the Cleveland indie game, those are some huge horseshit calls. Oh yeah. That, nice. called. Nice. that was probably, yeah. and, I, yeah. and I watched, and I watched those calls in live because I was coming in right before the four o'clock game started. And I'm like, this is bullshit. Like I have no, in, I have no investment in either team. And I'm like, this is total horseshit how this game is ending. And they just continued that, that, that game winning drive all the way to the end. And I'm not even sure that Kareem Hunt broke the plane even at the ending, but they let it go. And it was like, it is what it is. So my, my, the whole moral of my diatribe is just like the sports betting. It's going to be a continual issue. Um, you know, like it's obviously there's positive benefits to it from like, you know, the gambler's perspective, but it's like, look, they're, they're, it's going to bring up a whole host and set of issues on its own, right. That need to be addressed, need to be resolved. No, I, and I get what you're saying. I, I personally disagree with it. I, I don't think <laughs> I know uh, you would as a, as a gambler. Um, 
I mean, it bad refs have been around forever. It, if you look at the referee and some of the clips back in like the eighties and nineties, they were pathetic. I'm not saying they're any better now because they're really not. They're they're bad. Um, I will say I really don't think that this game was because of the refs. I really just think what he had touched on was the Eagles just just proved that they're the best team in football. Um, and, and I really really think that. But I will say, um, one thing Ava can't mention and Alex you touched on it too was, um, you gotta train these guys more. I think that's the end of it. Like you got to have these guys make them a full time position, get them in the. Uh, if you're watching film four or five days a week on how to become a better referee, it just shouldn't be show up on Sundays, you ref a game, maybe have a meeting or two about it, and that's it. You got to be all in, and they got to NFL has to make this position an all in position where you're held accountable for these things. Like if we if we met like that that face mask, I know it really didn't matter because Jalen Hurts would have picked six right after, but like if that doesn't get called, like. How does that ref show up in the work the next day? Like, 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 how does that go unexcusable? It shouldn't. It, it's, and I really, really think these refs really. Um, one thing I've been a big fan of, and I really think we should do it in all sports, especially the UFC, but definitely in the NFL. Let's interview the refs after the football game. Just be like, what was going through your mind there? Put them on the podium. Just, just ask them a couple questions. That's all I'm asking for. Yeah, I always like that too. The uh, idea of the refs going, or at least the head official, going in front of the media, even though yep. uh, the league themselves would protect them to make sure did not get them embarrassed like that. But you yeah, that's, that's the one thing. I think everybody made a great point here when it comes to officials. One, it's not any new. I also disagree about the gambling aspect too, as a gambler, but it's definitely a fair point. I. And especially we've seen plenty of examples of, you know, <clears throat> across leagues of corrupt refs. But Can until I just then. Back slightly? Mm-hmm. So we see, I, I'm sorry, I just interject because I want to I follow up on that point. We see this high rise ascension of the sports betting in a, in, a, in a like exponential fashion. But do you think that's not any way correlated to how progressively worse these refs are getting? Of course, they, you know. Of course, it is fair to say there's something fishy about this. And how come we put a microscope on these refs more than never on this? And I'm sure, and I almost probably will say, I guarantee, if you really take a study in it, I think the law was passed in 18 by the Supreme Court. And you look at, compare official officials pre-2018 to now, maybe there is something there. And, you know, don't forget the 2019 NFC Championship, the the infamous pass interference call, and the NFL protected those refs. I mean, it's 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 a mess. But they have they have increasingly better tools at their disposal from a camera perspective every single year in review play. Exactly. Wait, I don't mean. But speaking of that, though, what you just you're 100 (laughs) percent right. But also and I'm not trying to stick up for the refs here, but. Isn't there more pressure on them that we have all these angles now? We have all this technology that we see every single mistake. Like we mm-hmm. see a hole that the guard makes in a pileup on the line. You couldn't even see what was going on in the line ten years ago. You had no idea what was like. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying like the angles are much better, but we're seeing a new wave of technology and everything that you just see so much everything more clear that. These calls may have been going – I think they were going on for years. I believe that these calls had been made like this for years and years and years. Yeah, the NFL's worst nightmare is if there's a Donahue situation being caught. And I'm sure there are definitely these internet trolls who are waiting for the day to expose someone. 
and we'll ultimately wait to see. We could go on all day with this, but we do have other games to discuss. So regardless, Miami, Miami has some work to do, but they ultimately will be fine. See if they make any deals at the deadline and the Eagles can just keep coasting. They just added a premier defensive back from the Titans and, um, yeah, watch out for the Eagles. I hate to say, I hate to give them the credit, but they are probably the best team in the NFL after this team we're about to talk about and their disappointing loss where the San Francisco 49ers without Debo Samuel and Trent Williams, Brock Purdy gets his first regular season loss. And he had some struggles. He did. And uh, the Vikings took advantage of a 49ers team that may have not even um, taken them quite seriously. And without Justin Jefferson, they did really well. And Jordan Addison steps up, the rookie receiver. And now at three and four, maybe the Vikings are still in it. They have a pretty easy schedule moving forward. And the Vikings really saved their season. Huge win for them. What do you think about this game for the Vikings? And do you think the Vikings can uh, be inspired from this? Kirk Cousins obviously is not going anywhere. What do you do if you're Minnesota from here? Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm going a little bit on this game. I mean, the, the NFC right now is a is just awful at, at the bottom, bottom six and seven. Um, right now, it's like four. I want to say four and three is was one of the best teams in, the, in three and three or four and three is, is the number seven seed in the NFC. Um, there's no one who really pops out to me like, boy, that's a team like, you know, you're, they're going to be competing for the seventh spot probably with the Falcons, the Commanders, um, Falcons, Commanders, maybe the Bucks. Green Bay, maybe Green Bay, the Rams, like nobody, nobody is is good in that seven spot. So it's like, I mean, at the end of the day, is Minnesota probably right going to be there in the, in the playoff conversation? One hundred percent. Like right now, they're the eight seed. Actually, they have tiebreakers over uh, every team right now. So New Orleans too. So it's like there's no reason why they can't get back in the playoffs conversation, uh, for sure. They're three and four. They're right in it. Um, I mean, I would say the top, top five teams are, you know, top five probably. Could, could mix, but Minnesota's right in there um, with their quarterback. They probably have the best, probably probably the best quarterback in the, uh, one of the top two or three quarterbacks in the NFC, actually, in terms of Kirk Cousins and the numbers he puts up each and every week. So, yeah, they're definitely a team that should be should be in playoff consideration. Um, to be honest, man, I think the Vikings are just probably going to stagnate. And from this point on, like, they're probably going to win a couple more games, but I don't think the Vikings are pretty much going to do anything, pretty much, even when they get um, Justin Jefferson back. Um, Addison showed good. Me showed, like, some really good, like, you know, he showed really good signs of, like, you know, what like what they still got, even though Justin Jefferson's not, not playing or whatever. But to be honest, this is just, like, one of those games, like, like you said, like, they didn't take, they didn't take seriously like Minnesota's a joke this year. Like they, they're a team that was like trending this, that I really feel this year they're going to stagnate, but that's just a hot take on my opinion. Um, but I also think Brock Purdy is not the guy. Um, uh, no Trent Williams. That's pretty big still. Um, and no Debo Samuels, like, you know, got your Swiss army knife. So like, I, I see them limited for a little bit. Christian, like, if they 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 had Christian McCaffrey back, but it just it just didn't like you know he 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 wasn't explosive as he was coming back from his little uh, time off. So 
it is what it is for them. But I, George Kittle, I don't know what's going on over there. Maybe he's got an injury that they're not talking about. But another another game with like with like no like super super like he had seventy eight yards. That's pretty good. But like word of touchdowns, word of like oh George Kittle, like that we're looking for. Like you know what I'm saying. I mean, the Vikings, if you look at the Vikings, this is what I'm saying they're probably going to be in it. They play the, the Packers twice. They play the Raiders, the Bears, the Broncos, Saints, Falcons. Like, they could probably beat the Lions one or the two times they play. So, like, there's a lot of winnable games there. So, it's like, you know, you got to figure they'll probably be in the mix. Absolutely. Yeah, except, except for how weak the NFC is, like you said before. Yeah, no, the NFC is just awful at the, at the it's bottom. A joke. It's a joke. It's really bad. <laughs> All of these teams can make it. Like I wouldn't be like whoever gets that seventeen. It's like a crap shoot. I, like, yeah, no, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if New Orleans got. It. I wouldn't be surprised if the, you know, if any of these teams got. It. You're right. Atlanta like, could, make it, could make it. Yeah, none of these. None of these. They're all. They're all around this. They're all kind of crappy. Why, so. why do y'all keep fighting for New Orleans? Like everyone keeps fighting for New Orleans. Like New Orleans. No, really it's it's more New Orleans is in a bad division. Not so much that New Orleans <laughs> is any good, but they're, they're they're in a bad division with a. They don't have a good quarterback either. Uh, that car's pretty good. I mean, it's. I agree with you. I mean, we're kind of we're we're trying to make New Orleans into this team that that like every year it's like I'm trying to make them into something good, <laughs> but it's like because their division is so bad, you got to figure they'll be in it. Like, I'm not I'm not we even want them to be good. We'll get we started on that idea. That Atlanta, that, that Atlanta, the Atlanta Tampa game, which was just oh my god, that was a travesty for all. That was a travesty that game. I'm just being honest. <laughs> New Orleans Baker showed Baker we'll love, about that. Like so. I said, yeah. fuck Baker. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, New, New Orleans is the definition it. that you use when you're describing an average team over the past yeah, couple pretty, years. That's all they are. Pretty much. That's yeah. it. Um, but yeah, like what I what I do want to say is, um, yeah, like we said, any team can come out of the NFC. Minnesota's 100 percent in the hunt. They're going to be getting healthier towards the end of the year. They're getting game makers involved. Um, this team could sneak in as a seven. Don't think they'll do much damage in the postseason, but easily could sneak in. Even even um, so, Detroit loses a game or two. Like they could be right in the division too because Detroit's a problem too. It's like yeah. it's not like you know. And it's not they're possible. They're only two games back. It's not like the three games back. So. It's not possible. Yeah, but the one thing I didn't want to touch on this game was uh, I still um, think San Francisco. I mean, it's tough to fight for them that they're the best team in football right now. Um, but I just think they have the most talent, and you can't say that right now. You have to say the Eagles after these past couple of weeks. Yeah, um, San Francisco probably has the most talent. You're right. Yeah, but I, I, I still they're still my Super Bowl pick as of now. Um, they got to really figure it out. Um, but the one thing that shocked me is. You're playing Kirk Cousins, and you're sitting in cover two the whole entire game. All they, they didn't run man. They really didn't blitz at him that much. They sat in zone. They sat back. And Kirk Cousins, somebody that has all these games, all these ten or eight-plus years in the NFL and all this experience, is going to see that. I, I was very disappointed with the coaching standpoint from San Francisco. And to be honest with you, that, that's been a question mark the past couple years. Like, everyone says what you want, but this team really hasn't proved that they're going to – win the Super Bowl. Like you looked at this team the past couple of weeks, like before the Browns game, and you're like, this team's unbelievable. They're gonna steamroll every team. How can you make an argument that even though Detroit just got blown out, they're any better than Detroit right now? It, it makes it very hard. And I think it really comes with you have the talent, you gotta figure it out. The coaching staff really, really needs to take a good look this week and be like, hey, we just let Kirk Cousins throw 28 completions, whatever he had. 350 plus yards dominate us. A rookie wide receiver that wasn't that much of a threat coming into the year. Had an unbelievable season, an unbelievable game versus you. So you really, really got to take a good look in the mirror this week and be like, hey, yeah, we're just San Francisco 49ers. What the fuck's going on? Well, yeah, I think this conversation, what Nico said, uh, dovetails nicely off of the conversation about Philly because I think Philly, 
is a little more beatable than people are giving them credit for. I think that they did get ra- ravaged Agreed. by. I, I think, think Miami did get ravaged by calls. Well, I'll say that. Well, I, I mean, I, I just like I watched the tape against the Rams. Like Rams could have won that game. They had a couple tight games early in the oh, year. Yeah, they yeah, lost, like they also agreed. They could have lost, lost to Washington at home too. Um, so I'm just saying that like no one's beat, no one's unbeatable in this league, particularly in the NFC. I just think that the Rams they had two. They've had, they had a, they've had a slump here. It's a young quarterback. He's trying to bounce back. Again, you you like uh, Bar said, you lost your Swiss Army knife. That's always hard, and you lost like arguably one of the best O line in the league, Trent Williams. So it's like, mm-hmm. so that that's a huge vulnerability. We saw how average, how trash Dak looked when he didn't have um, Zach Martin over the years or Tyron Smith. Like it's it's a real big deal. It's a blind spot. So um, I think that San Francisco will bounce back. Every team, you know, is would much prefer to have. Um, they're low early in the season where they can, of course, correct early on. And I think that they're kind of in that spot right now, you know, a little more than a third through the season. So, but I think Minnesota, yeah, to kind of say what you guys said, I think they could probably sneak in as a seven seed, but won't really do much damage ultimately because they're kind of regressing towards the middle where they should have been last year if they didn't win mm-hmm. all those games. All right, guys, let's continue on. Uh, Alex, it's- uh, use a lot of energy for this one. So, oh Jesus, you're gonna get a heart attack. <laughs> you know, Alex, I love you as a person, and I love you as a fan. And this must have really upset you. Where Division Two, let me say that Division Two quarterback, the Bear. Let me start again. All right, the Chicago Bears were at home this week. The Las Vegas Raiders came through. And Division II quarterback Tyson Bagnett scored three touchdowns on the road, and they manhandled your defense. The Raiders and Briar and Hoyer didn't do anything to help the bleeding, and things went to hell for uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. You know, credit to Bagnet being a Division II quarterback, getting the first start, I think it was since 1950, a Division II quarterback started in the NFL. And um, I hate to say your Raiders were uh, on the receiving end of quite a beatdown. And um, let me just give your, why don't you just give your thoughts on a tough loss against Chicago? I, I've been mulling around with this. I had a little more energy early in the week, but I almost had a stroke um, with trying to evaluate um, how much I despise Josh McDaniels um, with every fiber of my being. He might be right up there with like Hitler and LeBron James and a few <laughs> other people. <laughs> um, this team is just an absolute abomination from top to bottom. Um, going into Chicago, let, let me just put it this way. Every time they're on the road, they're actually at home. And when they're they're in Vegas, they're on the road. Now, that's no accident. They don't have any fans in Vegas. It's all manufactured. And when they're on the road, they have the most loyal fan base that travels everywhere they go. So that's just number one. They were basically at home for this game, and they laid a fucking egg for a 1 o'clock game. Total, total dog shit. Just – and it – it was, and it was this, the stage was set right, right, right coming out of the tunnel because basically we have a pseudo masochist running our team, Mark Davis, who has a freaking uh, full cut from Stevie Wonder, 
And we have a guy, McDaniels, who looks like he couldn't even uh, run a freaking peewee offense. You know, he, he's he, he's completely blind. He's completely allergic to winning. Um, this team needs wholesale change. They need to basically fire everybody except for Devontae, Jacobs, and Crosby. And they need to do it quick because um, if Mark Davis isn't going to sell the team, they might as well revolt and just tank for uh, – well, I would say tank for Caleb, but um, uh, that's not really a good a premonition these days. So <clears> – <throat> I mean, look, you had no business starting Hoyer. Hoyer's not a quarterback. He's like a Josh McCown of the Raiders. Let's stop. Um, you should have been getting caught. You should have you should have been getting reps for O'Connell. He's the rookie. It's obvious that he should have been starting this game. And it just goes to show you that McDaniels is doing everything to subvert this team from winning. He has no business winning games. He has no business being a coach. And if I were there, I would slit his throat. So, um, <laughs> and um, that's actually a really good edit right there. Um, <laughs> Uh, but I mean, we'll have people wonder what you said there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, there, there's, there's no, there's no more reason to belabor this. I just really feel bad for Devontae Crosby and Jacobs because you're wasting their best years. You're making a mockery of this organization. And there's a lot of hardcore fans that ride or die that you're basically just pissing on them and telling them it's raining. And I'm kind of just sick and tired of it at this point. You have every right to be. Yeah, that, it's just. Yeah, I, I have I nothing have, else to say. I, I have no comment. These, this game wasn't even worth watching, if I'm being honest with it's you. It's not. No. It's just these are no. two just awful, awful franchises. I mean, oh my God. Yep. Like, there's no clear direction from either of them. No, um, not a lot. Of, I mean, it's, it's, I guess I would say probably that the Raiders have slightly more talent, but I mean, they have a quarterback conundrum and, and, <laughs> In uh, no, we, Chicago, we where, where, where Tyson, no. the, the guy from D2 out of Shepherd University, is is playing better than your, uh, than your, hey. overall, uh, like, you know, like, we have Justin Fields. Hate significant hate problem. Put some respect on Put some respect on the Raiders um, on paper. They got, we have talent. They got, they got, some, they got, they got a couple of players. Too. They got a couple they got of players on offense. Too. They got a couple of players on offense, but not, not too much, they, not too much, not too much talent on the defense of the ball. Is good management. That's what they don't have. And I feel sorry for you, Alex, like for being a Raiders fan, because like y'all went like, what is it? Like, who the fuck is a bag net? Like, what is that? What are we doing here? Like, he's a guy. <laughs> he played fine. You know, I mean, he, he listen. They also started a backup quarterback. Over no, they no. started a backup quarterback Vegas. So it's like, also, they didn't they, they didn't start Jimmy G. So got Dude, he's a player's coach. Dude, he's a yo, player's coach he's, in 2023. Yo, yo Ryan Fitz, like he's like, he's been in the league for like 14 years. Brian, he's Boyer. like a Josh McCown. He's a Josh. Yo, I, I don't like, I don't think we should spend too much time in this. Yeah, game. but these guys. Uh, what they need to be doing is building Ryan Fitzpatrick type guys. This game was a travesty yeah, all around. But they're definitely going to give right. you at least some more wins and some magic while it's happening. You know who's going to be that guy at the end of his career? Gardner Minshew, calling it. But I don't. But but the reason I get upset, the reason I'm not like full black pilled about football and just like saying all hope is lost is because they have so much talent on paper. It's it's insulting. The, the, the product. Oh yeah, no, no. The, the, offense, the offense should not be as bad as it is. I agree with you on that. Wasting talent, but they got right. they got they got to get more talent on the defense side of the ball. Besides, Matt. and they've whiffed, and they've no, on they're fucking, it. and they've whiffed on fucking first and second rounders year after year after year. You get a gem in the seventh round with Crosby, and you don't even pay him. And then you and then you 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 breathe down Jacob's neck for a contract extension when he's been the only bright spot over the past eight years besides Carr, who you just kicked out the door. It's like fuck you, Mark Davis. You're a fucking embarrassment. You're fucking really? if I'm if I'm Max Crosby, I'm going to fuck. a team that needs a, 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 a edge rusher. If I'm Devontae, I'm not leaving the rest of my ears over there. My problem, I'm not spending the rest of my problem yeah, over here. I would get and out. if I'm Jacobs, 
If I'm Jacobs, I'm going to find some way to get out of there. Trade me. I'll be for like the fourth round. Something, anything. I'm gone. Send me to a team that, like, you can't even. Oh, man. Like, the Cardinals are putting more fight up than you guys, man. What they're doing, what they're doing to Hunter Renfro is is shameful. It is. It's like inhumane. It's inhumane. They're ta- how they're tanking his his stock on the open market. He was the next Julian Edelman. Yeah, dude, he had an All Pro year, and then he comes back from injury, and he doesn't get one fucking touch. Yeah, I sometimes you. really wish our owners would just um, die. <laughs> Sports makes me angry. But I don't need to get that angry. Um, I think that's bolt cut and slit his throat. I would just say <laughs> we have to we have to eventually get um, some good juju from people. But anyways, uh, yeah, I, Mark Davis is the lifer. I, he's a nepo baby. He, I, I, I mean, reckon I don't have a dog in the fight. I don't. I, I don't have a reason to hate him. You know, I saw him dance well, with the Las Vegas Aces. I thought that was funny. He did win another ring. <laughs> When you, when you, here's the thing, when you inherit a team and a wealth made on your father's back, you're fucking doomed for failure. If you don't make, if you don't earn yeah. your money, you're doomed. I'm telling you, it goes, it goes for anything. It doesn't matter if it's sports or not. Most of the time, you know, yep. I have to say though, those mirrors, <laughs> one, one went uh, the, with the exception of the mirrors. And I like the mirrors with the, the giants owners, but yeah, dude, I, um, I don't know what to say. Uh, I just hope the Raider. I don't know. I don't know. You know the Kansas Nico, City you Chiefs. Get to add here. <laughs> yeah, the only thing I was going to say that I like the point they made um, earlier in the in the argument was you don't have a true uh, home fan base right now. I think that was the worst decision they ever made from the Vegas because I'll ask Caden the question or, or or bars being a Steelers fan, being a Jets fan. Like if you were looking at a game and you want to go to your team's away game. Where are you going to go? Oh, they're playing in Vegas? I'll be there. And yeah, then they're going to bring – there's so yeah. many people that do that where if you're going to travel anywhere, you're going to travel to Vegas and play. And now you, like Alex, somebody on the East Coast, then you got all these diehard fans in Oakland. Like you're just sitting there and it's terrible. It is bad. It's it, this, That was the worst decision they made in my opinion. I know Vegas money. Vegas is awesome. I love Vegas. It's my favorite city in the world. But besides <laughs> that. It's not the right place to host this Raiders team. And I do think that is a challenge on everything. Um, everything, yeah. everything, everything. It yeah. should have been an expansion team. You know that they, they had the funds for it. I just want to let you know well, that um, Steelers, fan make, Steelers fans make every game a home game. Um, yeah, until we I come in. That's fact. genuinely plan That's this fact. brand will make tens <laughs> of millions of dollars in the near future. And I want to travel to Giants games. I would love, and I want you to travel to your team's games. I want things to work out from a Zoom pod to many studios all over the place in this life journey we have. And, you know, I, those Ray Vegas games are very appealing. No matter who's playing. So someday, man. And, and I'll say one thing. Sometimes it really, you really do luck out. Like this team, the Kansas City Chiefs we're about to talk about. They were a joke franchise for 50 years. They really were. Between when they won the when they won Super Bowl four and they didn't win again until Super Bowl 54, they were only in one AFC championship in that span with Joe Montana and lost to the Bills. Just one AFC championship. And then 
They lucked out an available Andy Reid to hired him, and they just so happened to draft Patrick Mahomes, and look what happens. And that really is the only real way to change a franchise without the owner selling. You just have to hit one lucky draft pick sometimes. Look at the books in my look at the books in Giannis. Who the hell was a Milwaukee Bucks fan before this? Don't tell me there was no one watching Oscar Robertson and Kareem that's around our age. One draft pick. That's all it takes. And maybe this will be the year, Alex, that maybe, I don't know, if uh, maybe next year you get one of these good quarterbacks that leads it. I don't know, but nope. that's the way you change the franchise is your one lucky draft pick. And then, nope. yeah. He just doesn't believe. Well, like I said, the, the, I can't say the span. I forever, hundred and eight years in between World Series for Cubs fans. That's when you could start complaining when you hit hundred and nine years. Been forty for us. Been forty for us. It's too much. That is a lot, to be fair. So. I don't know, man. I don't know. Sports are hard to understand. I'm stuck with it for the rest of my life, but I it helps. It. it helps when you have the probable MVP almost every year. Like, I mean, even in a down year, Patrick Mahomes still has 101 pass rating. He's still one of the top two or three MVP candidates right now, even even in a down year. He just exactly. 125 yards to remind everyone that, hey, I'm and four that. touchdowns. Yeah, I am that dude. And you also have probably the best tight end ever, arguably, besides Rob Gronkowski. We had 179 yards on 12 catches. So, no, no, no. It helps have that at your disposal. It helps you, have that at your disposal. To be are, you referring, are, you, are you referring to the new Pfizer spokesman? Uh, I'm referring to the new Taylor <laughs> Swift spokesman. And why do we get Swift into th- that? The Kansas City Chiefs played the Los Angeles Chargers this past weekend. What do you know? Taylor Swift was in the building, and Travis Kelsey went off playing a team that has their head up their ass. And um, the Brandon Staley effect didn't help this week. They uh, didn't get a lucky break and a tough loss for the Chargers who stayed in there. Now, no need to discuss Taylor Swift again. And Brittany Mahomes' little handshake, we know all about that. Uh, Good for them. But, um, yeah, the Chiefs, I guess, just were chiefing in a – Yes, pun intended there. And um, they just took advantage of a Chargers team that doesn't know who the hell they are. And, well, I, I take that back because I guess Taylor Swift really does help, somehow help the offense, <laughs> or at least Kelsey there. But um, there's not many examples yet of uh, when she's not in the building. I know she's about to go on tour in two weeks, so we'll see where the Chief goes, goes now. But um, good win by the Chiefs. In a down year, as Hayden said, but um, they are the number one seed in the AFC so far, but I don't see them being dominant unless they make some big moves. I know they just have they have one of the receivers who just had a legal issue, Justin Ross. And um, again, I don't know. I, 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 this Chiefs team is such a mystery to me right now, guys. Is it is as much of a mystery to me as it is to you guys um i mean yeah i mean i kind of talked about it a little bit so i'll let the other guys go i think the, the chargers are more of a mystery right now than the chiefs you know you're getting out of the chiefs due to patrick Mahomes and andy Reid. the chargers mm-hmm. just show up one week and then just don't show up another so it's like they're they're at, nobody knows what the hell you're getting from them so chargers ain't no mystery man we've been talking about it for weeks now and <laughs> yeah nah, nah we've been saying it we need to stop giving herbert passes i feel like we don't I agree give with you. No it's a little overrated. I agree with that. No, we've been slaying Zach Wilson. I'm not about to sit up here and put Zach Wilson on the cross and act like 
Justin Herbert, not about to carry one too. Like, yo, and I said to myself, I'm a big fan of Herbert. That's why I gotta hold his ass yeah, he's, accountable. He's a little overrated. I'm with you like, on that. He's definitely a lot of a lot of overrated, man. Like two interceptions, man. You it, like it, it feels like it's just trendy now. It's honestly like Philip Rivers Jr. Like, what are we really working with here? Like, uh, like we're not really getting anything new from like Chargers, like quarterbacks over the years. It, 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 it like, and and to touch on that, the Chiefs are six and fucking one, and that's kind of weird because it's kind of just looking like a repeat of last year. They, they hit them and the Eagles right now got the same record. Like, but but the Eagles are really doing it. The Chiefs are like, they're winning games very ugly. Like, like yesterday was probably like. One of their like most solid wins of the season, like hands down, they put it. They kind they kind of put a beating on this team. Like Patrick Mahomes threw for four touchdowns. If you really notice it, I know why the Chiefs have been trending too. They actually got a run game this year, so it's not like they've been really killing teams on the ground. But they've been able to eat away at the ground That's when they haven't been able ground. to do it in the air. Yeah. Like I don't know, like. It, it, it's weird. I don't know where this, this Chiefs team stands. I want to say they're inconsistent, but they're consistently winning these fucking games, yo. And, like, we kind of got to look at it like that. They lost their, what, their first game of the season and then have not turned back since. So, like, no, it, I don't know. But these Chargers teams, you know what's wrong with them. Justin Herbert is, like is like a Brady or Manning. A down year is going to get you 10 or 11 wins. That's 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 how good this guy is. Like. Yeah. I mean, they'll probably win 13 games again this year, the, the Chiefs. Yo, I, I I started this saying I don't see the Chiefs in the AFC Championship. I don't know. Can't I mean, even say I, that. I, I, I don't really know. I mean, the AFC is kind of wide open. Even the AFC is a little bit wide open. but The, the AFC is good as fuck. I mean, I, I, mean, I told, told you from the day one I'm going to stick to this pick. I think Jacksonville is going to get the number one seed because of the schedule. But, I mean – um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, but you gotta, you gotta, dude, you gotta take these teams week to week because, um, we just don't know. Like, there was one week that Buffalo looked bad, now they look formidable, but then they, yeah. they lose, but they lose another game. And then, same thing with Miami. As soon as we think Miami's ascending, then they have a game that brings them back down to earth. And then we don't know what's going on with Cincy until they come back. Like, it's just, there's so, there's so many, there's so many things that change week to week. It's just unbelievable. But, yeah. I want to keep it short and sweet because I hate the Chiefs with every fiber of my being. I think they're, <laughs> I, I think they're a total psyop, a total fabrication. But, um, <laughs> I, uh, but my my biggest takeaway is obviously like I totally agree with bars. I was the biggest guy banging the drum for Herbert, even though I also hate the Chargers. Um, we got to call him accountable. He's just not producing. He's great on paper. He's definitely got that Philip Rivers effect where he's just huge highs and huge lows when you least want it, and. Um, we, we, we shit on Staley for too long because it's always easy to blame the coach, and I'm still there. But, uh, um, you know, uh, Herbert's got to eat this too. And I know he's coming off injury, but I got to pass a little more dog shit around too on a hot plate. Where the fuck is Austin Eckler in these fucking yes. games? Yes. Dude, he, he has 189 yards for the whole fucking season. If you take the Dallas game out, I mean the Miami game out, pardon me, you take the Miami game out of the equation, and he's not even he's not even hitting fifty yards a game. He is yep. a fucking shell of himself. 
He's he was up there. We're talking about be. top three, top three, top five running back of the year, year after year after year until the injury. He still hasn't bounced back. I don't know what's going on with him, but I think that not having that second dimension on the ground is limiting Herbert and his ability to get the ball out fast as well. Yeah. Uh, I it, I will not stand for the Justin Herbert banter, unfortunately. I'm still a big Justin B. Uh, Herbert I'm believer. still a fan. Still a fan. Um, one thing I will say, and um, you can we can you gotta take his we can, we can save this clip for later for later on in the year. I'm gonna personally <laughs> save it. Um, we saw a team that is gonna win the AFC Championship play in that game this Sunday, and that team was not the Kansas City Chiefs, in my opinion. I think the Chargers are the only team on paper that are more talented than the San Francisco 49ers, and they have to do what the Niners have to do, what the Niners do: get the ball to your playmakers, make plays. Do what you have to do. You have edge rushers. You have a great secondary. You are have no weakness on this team, in my opinion. And I blame it all on the coaching. I think they got to get rid of Staley. They got to get somebody in there, and they got to turn the ship around. I think this team has so much talent. It's it's insane to me. They shouldn't be doing what San Francisco is doing. I don't think there's any difference in those two teams besides the O line and San Francisco better. That's the only thing I'll say. I I really really do believe that this Chargers team is unbelievable. They just have to figure it out. And I said it before the year, and I'll still say it right now. They're my AFC champion. I I know how bad it's been. I know it's been rocky. I still think they're going to figure it out. But it was a perfect segue going from the Raiders into this because those are two franchises that have talent that just don't have any management, any coaching, any 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 of that. And, no kidding. Uh, I will die on the hill. I will die on the hill. I will still be counting the Chargers in when they're nine and eight, sneaking into the six seed. I'll still have the Chargers AFC Championship champion. They're the most talented team, and I can't get. I'm just sick that this team is how bad as they are. I'm sick. You're gonna be. You're gonna be sick the rest of your life, brother. Yeah. (laughs) You show me the hill. You show me the hill you want to die on, and I'll get my shovel. Because I will tell you this right now. You saying the Chargers is an AFC championship is more than a stretch. It's more than a reach. It's the <laughs> of, like, Walt Disney's imagination. Like, this is madness. Like, are you serious? Like, start do you really think on paper, defensive, defensively, the Chargers are one of my favorite teams. I like them. Defensively. They're one of my favorite teams. Asante Samuels, you know what? Let's not get into the whole naming uh, naming the players a bit, right? But what I will say is, offensively, their quarterback is their biggest hurdle. If he don't play good, no, no their their quarterback is their biggest but, hurdle. But I disagree. I be, the only reason why I disagree is because, like, look at Brock Purdy. Justin Herbert is 10 times the quarterback that Brock Purdy is. And yep. all Brock Purdy Agreed. does besides the past week is he gets the ball to his playmakers. The Chargers' yep. offense right now isn't built for success. That Herbert has to get the ball to Eckler. Eckler has to get more in space. Eckler has to get more involved. Keenan Allen, he had that week two weeks ago where he had all those catches, an unbelievable game, and it worked. You have one of the most consistent, the one of the most football. inconsistent top wide receivers is Keenan Allen. One of the most inconsistent top wide receivers. I, like, I, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to cut you off and disagree again, Bars. I think Sorry, he's the most underrated football in the past decade. I'm not even a Chargers fan, but I am so big on this team. I, I, if they get the ball to Keenan Allen, I know what you're saying about Keenan Allen. People say he's – I think he's the most underrated receiver. Like, if you look at Keenan Allen's numbers for the past decade and you say this guy isn't in the top five receiver in the conversation, you're out of here. It's crazy. Keenan Allen's I, stats are ridiculous. I agree with you. I just believe that he's highly inconsistent because of, one, injuries, and, two, his quarterback. We're not we're not disagreeing on we're not disagreeing on anything. It's a matter of 
we're miss we're all differently diagnosing the issue with the Chargers. One yeah. of you is saying it's the defense. One of you is saying it's they're not fulfilling expectations from a, from the coaching perspective. I'm simply I'm I'm taking them week to week. I'm saying what is the consistent basis by which they're losing games? And at first it was the coaching, but then it became the quarterbacking. I think it's Eckler. I think it's Eckler <laughs> making them one dimensional on offense. No, I mean I I also think your quarterback isn't as clutch as people think because they've lost they've lost a couple of one score games in which people need to realize. Turbert's had a couple of chances to win a couple of these games versus Miami. Um, they've had a couple of one score games, and he's throwing big ass picks. Where yep. you, know, you you could say I mean Justin Herbert Massive. down three Justin Herbert down three has not been money, and you need your quarterback to step up in those moments. But how many? But how many years? How many years have they been promising us that Chargers are going to be the team to beat? They're going to be this team to be that every year. Everybody Since they got Herbert every year, and he was looking really promising, but now he's on that decline, and it's kind of like all right, when we're going to start to see him turn it around, we got to hold him accountable until he's holding himself accountable and playing better. All right. I love this debate. I love the ballsy prediction. And no doubt the world will be seeing. And uh, there's no doubt the world will be seeing Nico's take on this. And we'll see where it goes from there. But I will say it's all on Brandon Stanley. He's, and if he's out, that is a coveted open coaching vacancy for whoever goes in there. So let's talk about the Browns and the Colts. All right, the name of the game, as we talked about, is the officiating in this. And I literally have a report from Adam Schefter that just dropped a couple of minutes ago where the NFL admits to Colts owner Jim Irsay that they did not make the correct calls during the end of the Browns game. Irsay's quote, I believe we need to institute instant replay for all calls, including penalties, in the last two minutes of all games. And this is referring to, one, the uh, missed pass interference call towards the end of the game. And um, well, they had, actually, they that had, is the thing. They had pass interference for a couple of years ago or a year or two ago. They actually right. where you challenged that, and then they got rid of that. So, so speaking of the NFL admitting to this mistake and um Irsay's take on a uh Irsay's take on having penalties having replays for all sorry for having let me restart that so including the this the NFL admitting that they messed up and Irsay offering the idea that there should be replays for all calls, including penalties, in the last two minutes of every single game. Do you agree with this? Yes or no? Um, I mean, yeah, no, I, I probably do. But I mean, I, I want to talk about the actual game itself. Um, give, give the Browns right, right. credit. Just, just, just before that, just want to hear the other people's take on should they go with Irsay's um, yeah, idea, sure. and then we'll go right yeah. into Colts and. Uh, Colts and Browns because it is an interesting game to discuss. Yeah, just because it is what it is, man. Like, um, sometimes. Amen to that. It is what it is. We can't leave it up to the human element of just the the, the refs on the field. We need to take it to the technology, instant replay it, take it to the booth, go above just the field. Like, it's the last two minutes. Like, fuck the betting books. Like, like, and honestly, honestly, that makes the betting, if it's about the books, that makes it even more, that makes it even better because it's like, it, it gets real intense then. But it's like, yo, if it's about the betting, fuck the betting, yo. Like, we as fans are invested into this shit. We love this shit. We want to see our teams win because they earned that win. 
not because some guy was just like, nah, I didn't get it. Or I ain't see that call. And then when you're looking at the replay, you can see that call as clear as day. It's madness. Yep. So take that shit to replay last two minutes. I agree with it. Like, would that have, even as a Steelers fan, would that have changed the way the Rams game ended for us? No, because our Steelers, our defense is immaculate. But it would have added more to that game and made it more fun. Excellent take, Barzis. Yeah. Yeah, I... I, I, I totally agree. I mean, I'm always the first proponent that's like, you know, don't sacrifice the game. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater for the sake of micromanaging a game. But when you have two minutes, line, two minutes on the line to change these games and you look at how much goes on in two minutes, you know, with the changeover and possessions and whatnot and each play and how evil pe- people are able to manipulate the clock, I would argue you could even bring it down. I think if you were to really – put this into practice. I think it's, you're really only talking about like the last 40 seconds, 45 seconds, but as a general rule, you could do two minutes. Um, I think it would be important because for every reason that uh, Barr said, it's like the, the, the integrity of the game that, that there's so much riding on people's faith in a system, like one of the last remaining systems in this country to be based on merit. And it's like, you want to make sure these games end up correctly. You don't want any more guessing and, and, and guesswork and anything like that. You want to make sure that these games are ending the way they're supposed to. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I like what Bart said, too. I thought that was perfect uh, with everything. You don't want that to be the reason. I don't believe it is, but if that ever was the case, obviously you can't. You put in all this work every weekend, week out, these teams, for something to be decided like that is ridiculous. But one thing I do want to say, because Hayden didn't bring it up, too, um. I'm all for what as I said, and bringing this in, implementing this rule. But we we put in the pass interference rule two years ago, and I think there was two successful challenges the whole entire season. So, like, they have to come up with a better system of what is going to justify as a call or reversing this. I want to say, I don't know the exact numbers, but I think it was, like, there's 55 challenge pass interference calls in 2021, and only and 53 of them stood. So you already had an idea of doing it. And it was very unsuccessful. If you are going to do it, you have to do it right. And, and what they did in 2021 was not it. Yeah, dude. Oh, it it, it just people come it, in and look at these games when it comes down like, to it. Yeah, it, it, yo, the last two minutes of the game are so important. Even fairly odd parents made a joke about it. They were like, "Yo, it's the last two minutes of the game." Magic don't work no more. It's all like <laughs> it's all work. Like it's all hustle. Like it's all hustle. Like and 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 in the close games, the last two minutes are the most impactful of any game. Look at it. Any like the, the many last livelihoods two are on the line. Is now. the blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> yeah. Now to just to transition to the game that. itself, and the only other argument: don't put yourself in a position where you have to, you know. Get yourself here, but uh, fuck that. Let the game be. Let the game be where it's meant to be, and just have the right calls. But focus on this game itself because it was an insane back and forth affair, and especially to Sean Watson's injury. Apparently, he passes production protocol, but they keep PJ Walker in there, and he's able to have them, you know, go down the field, and um, they're able to get the game. But Gardner Minshew looks like he can at least hold this team together, you know, they still can be mathematically in it. But what do we think about the game itself besides the uh, bad call? 
I mean, it's it's pretty impressive the Browns are able to win games with PJ Walker at quarterback. I mean, he's not your starter. Um, these are these are I'm just these are this is proof that you know the quarterback's record is kind of a more a a team statistic than the quarterback because PJ Walker's numbers he's five and three overall as a starter, and he's thrown five touchdowns and fourteen picks in his career. So he's been he's been pretty bad for the most part as an NFL starter. But um, you know, he still got two wins. He's still there's still two and zero when he played. So it's more credit to the Browns, more in their team uh, as opposed to the quarterback. Who's, they're winning in spite of their quarterback, not because of him. Absolutely. Yeah, no, and I, and I thought my biggest takeaway from this game itself was that the Browns proved they can win high scoring games. Um, granted, the defense had the turn uh, the touchdown and a couple turnovers, but. It, you can you can win football games when you're allowing 30 plus points, and I really didn't think this team could do that. And um, I did say it last week. The Browns were one of my favorite plays, and I was very happy. The one thing that I was shocked about was the high the high scoring of this game. Even the Colts, Mitchell looked great. This whole team, Mitchell your under didn't great. work this time, Nico, yeah, was, Mr. I was, under. I was surprised by the over <laughs> in this game. I was. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was. The game went over late second quarter, I believe. It was. It was intense. Um, <laughs> yeah, but um. Speaking of that too, yeah, the, the um, great game, great win by the Browns. Um, Colts are that or another team like we discussed earlier. They're a big question mark. Like, who is the Colts? Like, they just put up thirty-eight points against that Browns defense. It's you don't know. Don't know, oh, man. I think that says. I think that says a lot about that Browns defense. That too, with that, are they as good as? Dude, they, I mean, they, 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 Miles Garrett completely. He had, I want to say, he had like three sacks and a defensive touchdown. They had, a couple, I think, he was, I want to say they had a couple of defensive touchdowns actually in that game. So they were, their defense did made the big plays. So they, their defense actually, off off takeaway got like got like thirteen or fourteen points. So their defense was actually unbelievable in this game. Just, you know, gave up some points, but had a lot of people off of off of Miles Garrett. Off of Miles Garrett, I would say he every play that caused points after I so I think he produced he produced 13 points by himself like legitimately like <laughs> he blocked the kick um, and he got a touchdown so that's 10 right there um, he blocked yeah. the kick and he got a fumble that was recovered in the end zone yeah. he got two sacks both w- one leading to a, um, a touchdown so it's like yeah dude like uh, Miles Garrett single-handedly. So when I was watching that game, I was like, God, this game is still going on. It's madness because it was honestly the worst game. Like, it was like the worst game. But, like, you just couldn't take your eyes off this crap show. And it was just like, it was like, what the fuck are we really watching here? But it's just like, it was the Miles Garrett show. And as I watched the Browns literally give the game to the Colts, like and throw all of Miles Garrett's hard work away. Somehow Miles Garrett managed to come through and save this team with a fucking S on his chest. Like the man, the man. Like I'm not a big Browns fan, and honestly, I wanted them to lose. But the AFC looked, the AFC North looked really, really fucking good yesterday. I mean, on Sunday. So it's like, yeah, it is what it is. Um, but Gardner Minshew kept this team in the game. I don't know which one of you it is that are really big on Gardner because I'm not really big on Gardner. I want to say it's Nico that's big on Gardner or or it's Hayden. I don't know. Uh, oh, fine. I'm, not, I'm not as big on Gardner Minshew. I like Gardner Minshew. Yeah, I, I like him as a person. I think I think he's a he's okay. Yeah, he's okay. I'm not I'm not great, I'm not big on Gardner. I don't think I don't think Gardner is that good at all. But he actually kept his team in that touchdown. Michael Pittman. Um, 
to to even take a leap. But yo, it was it was a great play, great vision. But um, but at the same time, the Browns just won this game. Like I feel like we're just talking about it because it was like I guess like it was I don't know it was like such a high scoring game, unbelievably. But like I don't know. It was just hey, like it's a lot going there? on. Don't take the foot out foot out of football. A tense battle. I'm sure this will make a big impact as the year goes on. And a shout to the Browns for keeping it together. So why don't we now switch to the New York Giants playing the Washington Commanders, simply winning by a score of Woo-hoo! 14 to 7. And I'll say right here, seems like the Giants defense might be fixed. Um, the blitzing was too much for a very bad offensive line for the Washington Commanders. I am very happy that I was wrong in my pick. I want to put that out there. And uh, Terod played well, and Nico talking about how he might be the best quarterback on the Giants roster. Um, you're making a case for it, and especially noticing what Daniel Jones's weakness, especially getting pressure against him, he's able to get the ball out of the out of his hands and into some solid receivers. We're finally seeing some um, deep passing. You know, 279 yards, so close to a 300 yard game. And yeah, I have been very much a Daniel Jones apologist and defender, but I mean, Terod Taylor, he was a starter for a reason. He's had some bad luck in this league, but I feel very comfortable with him keeping the season alive and uh, no rush for Daniel Jones. Great win for the Giants. The commanders seem to be a lame duck. Ron Rivera, there are more reports of him. He will be the first to get fired in the middle of the season. We'll probably see Eric Bieniemy get his coaching opportunity. Everybody's been waiting for for like not going to get it. Years. They're going to give it to someone else. You do, you don't think they would uh, promote him? Oh, don't do that. Don't do Actually, now they're going to piss off a lot of people. No, I, don't, I don't think they. I don't think they should do that. I think he you know should get the job. But that being said, I mean, the the, the offense hasn't done enough. Where I feel like it's you know. I get it, especially the offensive line. It's not anything like the enemy as a coach. I actually really like him. Like he, one hundred percent, he should be a head coach, but just not for not for the Commanders, in my opinion. I don't disagree. I think, I think I he'd be a good coach for, easy, uh, you know. for, for the Chargers. I think he'd be a great coach for the Chargers if they were to fire early. Great take. I think, 100% I, think this, I think this. I think this. I think this beer bottle would be a good coach for the Chargers. I'll give. I'll give a little bit of insight on this game. I mean, I. I think like. The defense Wink Martindale has brought up is very blitz intensive. So I feel like that the defense has actually stepped up, which Bobby Okereke and the, the boys have actually done a pretty good job. I mean, Kayvon Thibodeau, has to, Kay, Kayvon Thibodeau has, to, has to make that pick six. I mean, it plays like that. You have to catch the ball. Like, that should have been an easy pick six. Um, that being said, I mean, Tyrod Taylor is a slightly quicker release than Daniel Jones, which is helpful. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's good to see them see at least show them some fight. Um, they, they always beat. They always have the commanders number for whatever reason. They 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 love playing the commanders. It's the only oh, team yeah. actually consistently, only team they consistently beat. So I don't know. The commanders but, and the raiders, the giants. I mean, Jets Giants is actually going to be. A, it's going to be <laughs> Jets Giants is going to be a pretty good game actually. I mean, yeah, we're going to see. We're going to see how Zach Wilson. Oh man, versus uh, Wink Martindale, and um, that actually has that actually has the makings to be a pretty decent game actually with the Giants defense coming up and playing good and uh, Jets defense is good. So that's going to be. That should be like a 20 to 13 game or 23, 17 or something like that. But that should be a pretty decent game, actually. Um, For me, I think it was a combination of uh, penalties and the Giants defense holding up really good. Uh, That was a very, very embarrassing stat that they dropped in the game after the Darren Waller touchdown. We ain't going to talk about that. But um, 
we just we just going to congratulate them on their win. And I think they needed this. This is the momentum swing that they needed, the boost to let their season go on. Um, Tyrod Taylor, I hope hopefully he gets that Geno Smith treatment that um been in the league for a while, never really got his chance, and this is his time to like no, really was, shine. He was a star for for the Buffalo for for a while. Yeah, and then he got hurt. He got hurt. Yeah, but he he led them to a playoff appearance. He did. The, the, yeah, but he like Tyrod Taylor has like he has the curse of like Teddy Bridgewater. Well, yeah, like, he got he got a wrong he got a wrongfully injected uh something in his in his like in his lung. 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 Yeah. yeah, which was like they had to the malpractice ultimately, and he had to he like sit down. And then, yeah, yo, bro, guys, guys had to bad luck for sure. But he's he's a, he's a he's a serviceable look, serviceable. The bad better. injury bug, like you know what I'm saying, like like, and hopefully this is his turn to turn around. I will say this: your defense fixed it up, Matt. But that offense, who's that guy? Number sixty-seven. I, I don't know how to say his name. Dan Hyatt. Justin, no. Justin Pugh. Justin Pugh. The old Justin lineman. Pugh. The old lineman. Toss that man to the wayside. Like no, he was. He did athlete. come off the. Yeah, he did fine. Justin Pugh literally. Justin Pugh literally just came off like the fucking street. He's actually been pretty good. He stabilized their line. No, he was getting run over. I, I there. I, for at least what I I saw at least that the line has actually been improved. I mean, and I then actually, the guy on the other side. I actually, I actually think Washington's O line's even worse. Washington's O line. Who's, who's the guy? Yeah, no, no. Their their O line needs a lot of help. But who's the guy on the other side? But he wasn't. But Sam Howell is just bad. Like you know what I'm saying? Like no, I don't think Sam Howell. No, I disagree. Sam Howell's actually play a little bit. Sam Howell, I want to say Sam Howell is leading almost in the top ten in the league in passing yards. So Sam Howell's actually been, Sam Howell's actually been productive. It's just he has no time to throw. He's taking the most sacks in the league. I want to say. Yo, and if we look at it, I'm pretty sure Desmond Ritter's probably up there too from throwing all those passes. But they're not really winning games with Desmond Ritter, are they? As, yeah, they are. They're fourth. I mean, yeah, they won I, this week. They won this week. They inspired him, but. <laughs> Another another game I can't wait to get to to talk shit about. Anyways, good one for the Giants. Again, um, Commanders are lame duck at this point, despite three wins, I mean, three and four at this point. Yeah, uh, Sam Howe really needs to get rid of the ball quicker. I, I want to say he's taking the most sacks in, it in Washington in the first starting quarterback There's in awareness 20 of years, actually. They said he's off to one of the worst starts in 20 years in terms of the amount of sacks he's taken, which is – a huge problem. But their all lines also bad too. But that's part of it is on holding onto the ball too long. And part of it is on the line. So they have to fix that immediately. But if he's holding on, to, if is it really the line? If he's holding on to the ball forever, like no, there's um, there's there's worry there. He holds on to the ball way too long. Like, are your receivers not getting open good enough? Because that's not the case. Because when they're because they're showing they're showing these replays, you see Terry McLaurin open. Dotson's open. Yo, it's he's just like missing. Sometimes he's overthrowing him. Sometimes he's just not even seeing the simple check down. So it's like mm. I've, I've seen a quarterback who can't see a simple check down. So don't worry. Uh, yeah, I just want to touch on the game real quick. Uh, I will say, like Matt mentioned, um, I stand by the tape. Said it last week. Say it again. Tyrod Taylor is the best quarterback for the New York Football Giants. Um, <laughs> He's gonna. This team has a defense. This team has to do what the Jets do, and they just have to let their defense win them games. Don't turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. Just try your best to stay in the game. They did uh, the first Buffalo saying, ones. It's, it's, two Deontay Biggs is awesome. Yeah. Deontay yeah. Biggs is so much fun. He could be a rookie stud for us. What a great pick. Absolutely. Yeah, that whole defense. They're young. They're good. They're fun. Like that defense. Um, I think the team stinks still. No offense. No, 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 the offense, that's they what pisses you off. 
This is what pisses you yeah. off about this. There's there is. No, banks had I a even think Jay, I banks even think Jalen game. Hyatt and uh, Paris Campbell, if they could get that deep ball there, th- those are pretty solid options. But that's it. Yeah, but Tyrod Taylor, if he does what he did, doesn't turn the ball over, keeps in the game, hits the open yeah. guy, you're gonna win games. You're not gonna win a lot of games, but you're still gonna win. You're gonna be more of a respectable like seven and ten versus the. Three and thirteen. I think the Giants are headed for Just get the get the meaningful games in December. Bro, All right. Listen, this could be this could be the turnaround game for Darren Waller. He looked really good. Like he looked good in the la- in the loss last week too. Like, but like you know what I'm saying. Barkley, he's being really productive. Uh, over 100 yards. Uh, uh, like over like 100 and like 10 yards of scrimmage. Like he like and a touchdown. So like it's looking really good, man. Like. It's yeah, stay really on the field, Saquon, for sure. No I think, doubt about it. I think y'all could turn. I think y'all could turn it around. Maybe by the deadline, y'all pick up a piece for your offensive line, and it's, it's looking good. Big game Sunday that we'll talk about against the Jets to see if that's even a legitimate thought. So the oh, Patriots played the Bills, which was a. Fun game to watch. The Pats pulled off an insane fourth quarter comeback to defeat them. Here's the thing about the Bills that I think, in my opinion, the Bills are way too inconsistent. If you have a close game against the Bills, there's a good chance you could beat them, even for a team that is as much of a mess as the Pats. Talk to me about the Bills' inconsistencies, and should they really be considered a top AFC team despite that? Um, I mean, I definitely think there's signs of turmoil in Buffalo. You could saw that. You could saw that from last year. Like, there's just signs. There's something missing about that team. Like, you can't really put it, but there's just a miss. There's something missing. Whether that be Hart, Addis, Stephon Diggs, and Gabe Davis, there's just, you could just sense it. Um, I actually predicted the Bills to miss the playoffs at the beginning of the season. Um, that was one of the, the hottest takes I had. I, I, will, I will continue to make that pick. Um, they're just, they're, they're off right now. There's, I mean, it also, it, it doesn't, doesn't help that you're missing. Tredavious White and Matt Milano, who are two of the cornerstones of your defense, they're really, really feeling that effect, in my opinion. Uh, Mac Jones shouldn't. Mac Jones, when you're down three points with a minute forty nine left, should not be able to go like ninety. I want to say it was almost close to it was almost close to ninety yards in a in a minute forty nine. Like that should not happen if if you want to be considered a, a good team. Like you got to win that game. But yeah, I mean, you could tell there's just something missing with this team. And Josh Allen, for as much as you want to talk about, it, he's so inconsistent. Oh my god. Like he's, he puts up gaudy numbers. Like I mean, because he throws throws it in the he like he's like a gunslinger. curse time. He's gonna he's gonna cost you some games because he just throws the ball all over the field and he he's just he's not. They feel like they're not quite there. Like it just something's off. Like no doubt, very I erratic. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm looking at the schedule. Like they could they got their schedules beefing up a little bit. They I want to say they still have to play Philly. Like they still have to play a couple of good teams. So like. There are no no locks to make playoffs this year. That's that's I, they could be one of the biggest disappointments in the league. And I agree. I, I, I oh, go ahead, Alex. No, I don't have much too much to say. Um, I'm very you know I want to give a little shout out as much as we hate him. Um, congrats to Bill Belichick for his 300th win as a huge accomplishment. Um, Yay. I I was <laughs> I was the tepid clap. I was watching this game live at the end, and I'm like, "How are the how are the Patriots gonna fuck this up?" But uh, they they pulled it out, you know. Um, you know, we gotta give we gotta give a little credit where it's due. I mean, even if they back into a win, Mac Jones looked, you know, as good as you can be for for his situation. Um, 
but there's definitely a problem in Buffalo. And I can't go as far to, to agree with Hayden about them missing the playoffs, but I do think that there's grave concerns with their position in the AFC East and in the AFC overall. I think they're starting to lose their positioning, their grip on things. And I have real concerns about the relationship with uh, Josh Allen and Ken Dorsey in particular because he, he, he seems to regress uh, a lot uh, tremendously once uh, Dayball left. And I don't think they've been able to kind of quite recover and rekindle some of that offensive magic. Um, 100%. Yeah, I don't know if it's just – I don't know if it's their mojo, their um, unpredictability on offense, be able to, you know, uh, th- throw some wrinkles in that offense. But um, something needs to happen, something needs to change. And I'm I'm not going to put too much stock in the New England loss because I do think there is something to divisional games being tougher than they're billed out to be. I think there is something about losing uh, nobly to a, a divisional opponent – um, so I want to compartmentalize that portion, but the fact that they are four and three after seven weeks definitely concerns me. And I'm agree. I'm agree with both of you, except um, I'm gonna agree with Hayden's take on their inconsistency because I think I literally just said that shit last week. Don't look at the record. Fuck their record. Like before that loss yesterday. Before their loss, right? Fuck. Fuck that. Um. Fuck their record. They're inconsistent as fuck. And then they go and lose to the Patriots. It just proves their inconsistency. Like, I don't, I don't, I like, and Josh Allen, yo, at first, you know, he's got you thinking, yo, this guy's can really do it. He's turned it around, blah, blah, blah. Cause, you know, he it was shaking in the beginning. Then he really locked it in. It's like you said, he's a gunslinger. He just has the ability to throw the ball to his deep targets. And when they're not open, he's just going to run that shit. Because when he's not passing that or doing that, he's he's setting the ball off to get ran. So he's just kind of overrated. I don't agree. I don't agree with your take on them not on them not hitting uh, making the playoffs. So I'm agree with um, uh, that, that's that's a bold take. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm a, yeah I'm gonna agree with Alex on that one. That they're still they still find a way to make the playoffs, but their overall standing in the AFC is being questioned. Like it's a tough it's a it's a tough division, and it gets tougher year by year. So like, I don't know. Like the the like like he said, I don't know if it's like, like you know, Gabe Davis and Stefan Diggs not playing their their hearts content or whatever, or or it's the missing pieces on defense. Oh, the missing whatever pieces. It is. It's more when you lose a guy like Milano and Tre'Davious White. They're such like heart guys. Like it's hard to mm-hmm. lose. Like yeah, yep. yeah, but Absolutely. they still got they, they still got. They still yeah. have no, they're still, a good, still good core, defense. Like, yeah, they still got some good big names on that defense. I want to I I hear what Nico has to say. Yeah, I mean, you guys all hit it perfectly with the consistency thing. Uh, I, I do think they are a playoff team. I still think they're one of the best teams in the AFC. Um, the one thing I will say, though, with Josh Allen is, like, he obviously has the skills to be a Patrick Mahomes. He has the skills to be Peyton Manning. He has the skills to be this guy. There's an aggressive quarterback. And there's Josh Allen. I don't know what the hell this guy's doing sometimes. Um, with his aggressive throws and all these interceptions, he's yeah. meeting those jump balls. I don't get it. Um, but like Hayden said, Bar said, Alex, you guys all said as well, like this defense, man, the defense being banged up is a real issue at stake. And the heart heart guys are tough to replay. There's skill guys, obviously there's skill, but when you have those guys that are gonna push you in practice every day, just make every single person around them better. That's tough. It's tougher than losing just a guy that's all talent. I'll tell you why. Haley Steinfeld must be making him all these promises. You know, you throw a 75-yard touchdown bomb 
you know, you're getting this tonight. That she, she must be. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a big profi- high profile that relationship lie. that the media yeah, doesn't then, care about. Can we really say that? Can we really say that it's the injury thing? Because it's like, first it was like, oh, when Von Miller gets back, then Von Miller's back. You know, like, so So now. Yeah, like, you can talk play. about, you can blame the I mean, injuries. I mean, I would not be surprised if Stefan Diggs were. I mean, yeah, we can. I'm sorry. I gave him 29 points against this. That was a bad Patriots statement. That was a, that was a bad statement, Matt. You're, you're, you're 100% correct. But, like, I'm saying, like, <laughs> you're right, you're right. You're right. It's a bad take. Mac, I just want to ask everyone a question. Alex, yeah. I just want about this game. I didn't mean to cut you. I, do you. Do we think now on the flip side of all of this, can this start a run for Belichick, Mac Jones? Can do we see? Can this start a little chemistry? What do we know? No, no, they, no, they, no, they listen, don't. Listen, listen this away. is everyone every year. Like we thought last year that the Patriots were out with like they were like they they, they could they could they could get they could win a game or two. Down. They could they could be a, they, they could be the Minnesota Vikings of the AFC. They could. I mean, no, they I, can't. Listen, they beat, <laughs> no, they can't. If they beat Miami next week at Miami, then we could we could start. We could we could start getting a little a little curious, but I don't think that's ever gonna happen. But that being said, they did play. I'm about to say they play Miami. They did play Miami pretty close at home, so it's like, and it's a divisional game, so you know you never know. Well, divisional games. That's my point. You know. Yeah. No. If they beat Miami, they beat Miami. They have three very winnable games after that. They play the Commanders, the Colts, and the and the Giants. So who knows? Who knows? Who knows? If they beat Miami, who knows? I'm not. I mean, crazier things have happened. And the Miami and Miami was the 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 underdog. Miami will pull those games out. Maybe now that the Patriots are the underdog and the Miami Miami is the the juggernaut, maybe the Patriots might pull it out. Like you said, those divisional games are a problem. I, I won't sit here in front of that. Those divisional games are a problem. All right, let's move on to the Ravens and the Lions. Ugh, what a the most disappointing I a, game. I got a lot. Of, I got a lot of things to say about this game. Lamar just kills it against the Lions. Um, I mean, everything was terrible. Offensively, defensively, special teams, and they got their ass beat. Simple as that. The Detroit Lions got their ass beat, and the Ravens uh, came to play. And Lamar Jackson in the pocket went in four touchdowns, three of them in the air. Good stuff. Good, good stuff if you're a Baltimore Ravens fan. Hayden, talk about what you have to say. No, I mean, just like in terms of this Ravens team, like when Lamar Jackson's on the field, you're one of the best teams in the AFC. He's 50 and 18 as a starter. Like Hear all that the man AR? does is win. All the man does is win. Yeah, I heard it. Field. Yeah. Like he's, yeah, yeah. Okay. And he's he's an unbelievably dynamic playmaker. He's he's underrated as a passer, in my opinion, 100%. Like I think he's a highly no, 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 no. passer. Get get no, through no, your no, 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 no,
You can keep I think his rushing, with me his fun. rushing, his rushing gets more of the uh, gets more of the headlines. But the guy could, the guy can't throw the football with with some of the best in the league. I, I I don't I don't agree with you on that. But um, I mean, yeah, Baltimore. When if Lamar Jackson's on the field, I think the Baltimore are one of the best teams in the AFC. They should be. They win all the time when he's playing. You know, Todd Munkin is. Whoa, 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 whoa. They do not win off time when he's playing. He's 50 and 18 when he plays, bro. Like, the only times they, the only times which they don't play, they went eight and four in 2022. They still went 10 and 10. The only times they don't play, those 18 are divisional games, too. The only times they don't play is when they make the playoffs because he he lays eggs. So here, here's my here's my biggest issue. I don't disagree really, Hayden, with what mostly what you said. I'll disagree and I'll push back when you say he's a lead passer because I think he makes the the throws that he needs to in a timely manner. But time after time, he's show he's he's sh- shown up short in games when he needs to win those games. And the reality is that they 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 took care of business against a great team at home. Um, they embarrassed Detroit. Detroit had its own issues, and Lamar looked elite. He looked efficient. He he made the throws that he needed to. He the, what the, the most telling stat for me was the fact that the Ravens only had eight pulls. They had nine yards of play, which is just unbelievable. Um, it just shows, goes to show you how they just basically ran all over all over Detroit on offense. So I will give you all of that. But again, I'm not worried about an October game against Detroit. I'm worried about January against Buffalo in the first round or Miami. Yeah. Like th- this is, this is it, when we're talking about top money, like him, I don't care about the throws you make in October. I just don't care. Here, Alex this, I took think, the exact words on my mouth. This, like I was really going to say <laughs> everything that you were going to say is this is all great <laughs> versus the lions in October, but first Buffalo, that's all that matters. One thing I want to say, we were just giving all this shit to Justin Herbert what like Lamar besides the MVP? What has he done greater than Justin Herbert? Besides, Facts, let's talk about it. Like, like, why aren't we shitting on? Why aren't we giving the hate to Lamar? He's got to. He's got to stay in the the healthy the full year. That's what I will say. He hasn't stayed healthy. That that, that I agree. He's not healthy. He's not healthy enough to no one hundred percent. But like that being said, it's unbelievable what you could do in an offense around him. Like, there's just so much you could do. Like, Correct. there's option plays you can run at the bootleg. You can run like um. Around like a fake handoff, like there's just so much you could do with Lamar Jackson because of his skill set. Like that's why I'm saying he's one of the most valuable quarterbacks. Like I, even just past his passing ability. I don't. Listen. I don't disagree. Like I, I agree with what you said too. Like that he definitely is like definitely an underrated passer. Obviously, is running because he's so good at it. It's overlooked. His passing gets overlooked. I agree with that 100. percent But I just and he's got to stay on the field the full year. That's you can't you can't give me five games of Tyler Huntley and you know. Like, well, that's that, because that, he runs the ball all the time. That he's a running no, I mean, quarterback. He's, he's injury prone. I agree with that. Bro. that I agree. <laughs> Bro, after oh my that, god! After look, after the Cardinals game and the Seahawks game, it's the Browns, the Bengals, two um the um um inter um inter like uh, AFC intercontinental North, um, championship match. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Bro, you got a uh, you got Carlito. Inter- Interconference, <laughs> sorry, interconference matchups so like that, like back to back. Then, then they they go against the Chargers, divisional. Boom. Then they play the Rams. Then they're going against the Jags, the 49ers. They got their schedule's pretty packed up. They, like Lamar is good. Don't get don't get it twisted, but like I don't know. Like he said, I, I'm a double down. What Alex said, it's it's October. It's the Lions. 
it was a good win. They 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 um exposed a little something that the Lions got to fix um for when they go up against other AFC teams. I mean NFC teams, but like um when they go up against NFC teams. But like aside from that, like this ain't shit right now. Like what what's the Mar gonna do later? Like against these divisional teams, you got yeah, the Browns coming up. It's one of the one one of the best defenses, like y'all say. Like I think I don't, I, I I like to disagree after watching that game. Pittsburgh's got a pretty good D though too. Pittsburgh's got a good D. Fire, and I think that's the last game of the season for them. So let's see what's up. Hey, that's gonna Lamar's... be those teams are gonna beat up on each other. Those are those are three pretty good teams: Pittsburgh, uh, Cleveland, and uh, Bengals is gonna beat up. Oh, Bengals, Bengals that too. Browns gonna yeah, all, beat up. All, Come on. all four all four of those teams are are, are gonna be pretty good. Hey, if Lamar's a special quarterback, he is going to beat those get he's going to beat those teams. Those three matches. He's already lost to Pittsburgh one. once. See they come back. All right. The Falcons played the Bucks 16 to 13. Big divisional matchup. Where is B. John Robinson? But despite that, the oh Falcons are able to get oh. the win. I, what was the bigger story? Baker and the Bucks um being fraudulent or the Falcons winning without B. John? And I still haven't heard you might you guys might have heard it and i haven't on why he was it wasn't bench he was in it but why he had a lot of his reps taken away from him they said he had an illness but they don't specify what exactly here's what i heard and take it as you will this is from twitter and uh, somebody said that he was caught vaping and he was getting disciplined for that again i heard that on twitter i don't know how that is what that he got caught vaping and he was disciplined for it uh, no, no, that was a that was a uh, a joke. Report. Yeah, maybe it was. I I just thought that was a hilarious theory. It would have been, been funny, but no, he it was, that was a, But it was very I'm big win for the Falcons and one team that has also and had one week. Robinson said solid. he felt ill Saturday night and Sunday morning. That's what he said. Like, I would like to say, I would like to say that B. John probably is more interesting than. Because I already knew Baker was a fraud. I've been saying this shit. I've never been a Baker fan. Baker has just literally showed me who he was, and that pick to seal it off literally showed me what it was. I was like, nice. Now you I, you got to win that game if you're if you're a um, Tampa Bay. Like literally, they are gifting you the game. Uh, Desmond Ritter fumbled in the end zone. I want to say they, they have three turnovers. Desmond Ritter literally gifted you these, that that game. Like that game wide open for you to be for Atlanta, Atlanta has let teams live in games, not not even like hang around, just straight live in games all season. I got I got a very short and easy take on this game. Um, it is a two shit NFC South matchup. It's yes. just that's <laughs> yeah, what it it's is. Just terrible. It was just terrible. I mean, the game and was the, terrible. And, oh the, and the biggest story is a player that plays sixth place. And then describe the NFC South for me. And you know, that's all I had to say. one of these teams will win eight or nine games. Some, one of them will luck into the division. <laughs> they're all awful. I mean, I'm gonna say awful. They're all. So, one they're, of them will They're win. all so mediocre. It's crazy. It'll be the Bucks, yo. It'll be the Bucks. The Bucks will just kind of like butt fumble. I mean, I listen. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks won it. I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints won it, and I would not be surprised if the Falcons won it. I don't think the Falcons are winning the division with with Desmond. I I, I highly doubt that. But that being said, it, it's. You know that they need to they need to upgrade. I, I'm trying to think who their backup quarterback is in Atlanta right now. Um, I mean, honestly, if, if no, Mariota, is it Mariota? Is on the, he's on the Eagles. No, he's with the Eagles. He's on the Eagles, Mariota. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, they got to look at they got to look at their backup quarterback maybe in like because they just oh Tyler Heineke. You you want Tyler? You're not going to play Tyler Heineke over uh, Desmond Taylor. Ritter. 
I think I'm not, I, th- I think the Falcons are a better team with Taylor than they are with Devin Ritter. I'm just going to put it out there, like, honestly. Who's Heineke? Was he the one that was on the team? Heineke was the guy who went on the Commanders. Washington. The Commanders? Washington. Yeah. He, he had that great I, I had a lot of fight. I played play Heineke. He a lot of fight. I, I, I feel like they're they're probably a better team with Heineke, but, like, people – I play Heineke all day. I agree but with that like, statement. You know, the, I, for me, the, they're, they're the NFC South champs probably with Heineke, but, I mean, that's just – God awful that, that I'm even thinking about that. Yo, like we, if I'm the like Raiders, to, I'm trading for him. Um, like we talked about with the with the um, Bills, uh, Heineke's a heart guy. Get him in there. He's hard. No, he's got heart. He's got heart. You want to you, you want to play for him. He's not very good, but you want to play for him. Exactly. All right. The Steelers played the Rams. The Steelers got complete completely outmatched the Rams in the second half, particularly. And even though Puka was the one to get to have a stud game this time over Cooper, it seems like the Rams were hitting everything on offense. It was a game of completely of two. It was a game of two different halves, and the Rams um, fall to it. And I'm sure they will regret this 24 to 17 loss. What do we get out of this game? Very disappointing loss if you're a Rams fan, and but good stuff if you're I mean, a you Steelers got fan. Maher being released from the team after missing two field goals and an extra point. So that's what we got a little bit. That's the story right there. Been. I should have been. <laughs> so um, I mean, yeah, this I I can't really I can't really like. It's hard to get it's hard to get into the Steelers really because like they they win the ugly game. They're very good at winning the ugly game because they're defense and they can run the ball. Um George Pickens and Kenny Pickett, like they they have a lot of they're they're tough. They're pretty they're pretty they're pretty effing tough, the Steelers. Um all the reports about fire Matt Canada, I mean it's pretty hard it's pretty hard to fire Matt Canada when you're four and two. That's that's pretty hard to do. <laughs> like winning games as much as like what you think he's doing is not working. Get like you are making the plays to win the games, it, maybe even in, in spite of him. But that being said, like they they are four and two, so it's like it, it's hard, in my opinion, it's hard to get rid of a guy at at that. Uh, at no, you're that not situation. wrong. You just wish Najee Harris was more explosive, like he was supposed to be. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I, I don't think that's really on. I mean, Najee Harris just looks slow. Like he's you know he looks like he looks like Dalvin Cook. They're just guys who just look slow. Um. And yeah, I mean, in terms of the Rams, I'll talk about the Rams a little bit though. I mean, you got two guys like Nakua and Cooper Cup. That's going to be dangerous for an NFC team moving forward. Like, I, I'd be a little scared to play them in the in the NFC. What in the NFC? They could sneak into playoff berths. I mean, they're they're a team that has enough weapons on the offensive side of the ball now with with probably the best one two receiving combo in the league right now. You could argue Puka and and uh, and Cooper Cup. If they 100%. can run the ball, if they can run the ball a little bit, that could be an interesting dynamic. And uh. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's – I would say this game is more about just, like, Pittsburgh's, like, fortitude and close games. Like, Pittsburgh is, like, one of those teams, they they grind you out, but they find a way to win a lot of these close games because because they can run the ball and Kenny Pickett can make some plays in, in crunch time. So, um, yeah, bars, I, I would be happy for you. Like, for me, I'm looking at this team. I'm not looking at this as, like, 11 and 12 win team bars. They just – they don't have enough talent to be that good. But they could definitely win nine, eight, nine, or ten games for sure. Um, I I gotta vehemently disagree with you. I'm definitely looking at an eleven, a ten, eleven win team. Um, I wouldn't say that, but I mean, I I, I could sort of I could sort of understand. But I, I that defense that defense wins games. That yeah. defense they got TJ Watt man. TJ Watt. Watt almost took that back for a pick six. You got you got the two the, you got the two best defensive players in the uh, NFL in the, in their uh, in their division. TJ Watt and Miles Garrett. So 
well, TJ Watt, um, Alex Highsmith, um, DeMonte KZ is not like Joey Porter Jr. Joey Porter Jr. Really is really he 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 had two um, missed tackles, but aside from that. Like he pretty much when he was on the Puka, he had the Puka locked up. Um, you saw the past breakups. Uh, Jalen Warren is just just one of those small, explosive, awesome Eckler-looking ass players. Um, like I really like I really like what the Steelers got going on. Like you said, it's hard to fire your offensive coordinator when you're. When you're above 500, no, like you can't, really you can't, it, wait, wait, if you you go to like lose three games, then you do. But like four and two, if you're winning games like this, you, you can't. Make you know what I'm saying? But you can't constantly be slow starting. But I will say that, like Matt said, it was a tale of two halves. More so, it was a tale of what happened in that fourth quarter. Like in the fourth quarter, it just totally turned into a different game, and it was like, um. Matthew Stafford kind of just got outplayed. He had his weapons. Um, you got to kind of give it to the Steelers' defense too for actually kind of taking Cooper Cup out of the game. Like they they'll give they'll give it up to Puka, but they took Cooper Cup out of the game. You can at least have one of them go off, but won't let both of them go off. Um, Deontay Johnson coming back was a really was really big for our offense. Um, as you can see, like George Pickens was getting doubled up. Because you know, okay, if you're not doubling him, he's probably gonna catch that ball back shoulder. Him and Pickett, they got they got that going on. Um, but our biggest thing right now, outside of the fact that the middle of the field is just like a gaping disaster for us, is like we can't really fully shut down that run like we used to. Cam Hayward is still out; he's not back yet. Um, we're still not getting fully vertical down the field, but with Deontay back, it's really big. Um, like you said, Hayden, I agree with you. Najee Harris just looks a little slow because um, he doesn't look as explosive as he was in his first year. And like after his injury in the second year, now it's like you're looking like Jalen Warren's a nice piece, though. Nice yeah, guy. he is. He is. They, but that's they they got that what the Browns got going on with that one two factor. Except where the Browns got two power backs, the, the Steelers have like a power back and like a like a power speed hybrid like in Jalen Warren. So it's like, you know, but I mean, overall it was a very solid win. Kenny Pickett is looking very clutch. Like didn't look good in the beginning, but he threw his passer rating shot like through the roof in the fourth quarter. Like in the fourth quarter, Kenny Pickett looks immaculate. Um there's not really much you could do about it. Team like that right now. Uh like but like Alex said earlier, we gotta take this shit week by week. You know, as a Steelers fan, I can't be biased. We we won an ugly game. We won an ugly game uh, two weeks ago against the Ravens, and, and let's see how if these if these games keep staying ugly, um, we might not be able to win the big ones against. You guys the Jackson. You guys go to Jacksonville. Uh, I mean, you guys play Jacksonville this week. That's a good game, actually. Four and two versus. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good game because Jacksonville they can do a lot of things that are like they're speedy. They can do a lot of things. I mean, Jacksonville. The good thing you got about going to Jacksonville is Jacksonville usually is a warm weather city, and they're going to play at, at at Pittsburgh. So it's like you got them you got them at home, where the Jacksonville Jaguars don't play as well on on the uh, on the road in uh, in the cold. Unless they're in fucking London. 
All right, we yeah, have the Seahawks playing the Cardinals. Seahawks defense and solid look and solid rookie play led to with a defeat over Arizona. Seahawks, if they have any hope to have their season alive, they needed to win this game, and they did it. And I'll say it once again, as I say it every week: Arizona's rebuilding. What do we think about Seattle in this? I mean, there's not really that much to say. I mean, Geno Smith is, you know, taking what the offense. He's not really much to say when you play Arizona. I mean, a win's a win, so you got to give him that. Um, you know, they're, they're four and two right now. They're looking pretty good. Um, Jackson Smith and Jigbo had a pretty decent game. They're finally getting him involved a little bit. Um, I think they got to they got to get the offense going a little bit more. Um, but they have they ultimately have a pretty good defense actually, and. Uh, Seattle with guys like Devon Witherspoon. We got a couple of guys that are pretty decent in Seattle. I think the defense is going to keep them in the games. Kind of hard to get a real read on that team. If I'm being completely honest with you, I just feel like we not enough people really see them play a lot. I, I never really feel like they get a ton of prime time games or whatever. Um, so they're they're a really tough team to read. But oh, Seattle, they're, they're a team. They're a team that if 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 on firing on full cylinders can be. A, can be one of the top five teams in the NFC for sure. They, they have a good enough roster, and if Geno Smith continues on playing like the way he did, he has last year or two. He's there's no reason why they can't contend for the, in the NFC. I, not, not too much to say. Um, I'll say Seattle. Um, you know, that's, that's a team that like Hayden mentioned. They get their question mark. You don't really know how great they are. It's tough to get a read on. Um, see how they're doing, but um, Seattle's a team that. Reminds me of the Steelers. Um, they're like not in the same skill wise, but they're a team. If you love being mediocre, they're a team that's gonna win games, probably have a winning season, but that's about it. And that's gonna keep repeating. I think for Seattle and, and same thing going back last take, but the Pittsburgh as well. Um, what I will say is it's tough to even get a read this week too. Arizona stinks. We all knew Arizona was gonna stink. They showed better than what we anticipated. Um, no, they they show a lot of heart. They just have no talent. That's right. They just have no players. I mean, that's there's nothing you can do about having no players. Correct. No, for, from what we thought they're going to be, they definitely even they on the teams like coach. Fight. There's only there's only so much you can do when you don't have good players. Like I, exactly. I mean, you can't can fix that. You, if you don't have good players, you don't have good players. Like they don't have good exactly. players. Exactly. Yeah, that's not no, the absolutely. coach's fault. It's not Gannon's fault. Gannon's done a great job them competitors. I agree. No, I think I think Arizona so far what they're doing this season is definitely considered a win. Speaking of Arizona, a hundred percent the way they played in these first seven weeks are by far a win from what everybody thought, including myself, this franchise and team was gonna be. Um, but hey, we'll see what's going on with Seattle in the next couple of weeks. Um, have some big matchups coming on up um at the later course of the season. So uh we'll see what they can do. Good stuff, um, guys. Yeah. Let's bars put make it a minute. Uh real quick, um I agree pretty much. It was just pretty much a good win for Seattle. They needed that. Um, I will say they got to tighten up a couple pieces on that offensive line. Outside of that, it was just a great win. Right, good stuff. Final game to discuss is the Denver Broncos defeating the Green Bay Packers by a score of 19-17. to The Broncos almost blew it again. But luckily, Jordan Love, who I don't know, was good in the first three games, and he's been pretty bad for the ever since. Throwing in a double coverage, leading to a game-winning interception for Denver. I think Jordan Love isn't as good as we thought, guys. He's uh, really struggling. Man, you're gonna get your lumps in his first real season. I mean, that's kind of what what, yeah, what I expected. 
Uh, but you, know, you so I will say that, don't you think, uh, actually, but, sorry, you, know. you were saying, don't you think no, that digression exactly. is a little concerning, though, looking pretty dominant um, in his first few games? And I don't know, yeah, he got a little too comfortable. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. So, um, I mean, I think they're going to have to give him a little bit of time. I mean, they, they're, they're, they're going from, like, they went from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers for all those years. So, like, like two of the greatest quarterbacks ever. So it's like it's it's hard to it's hard to really play and like follow up after that. So like I feel like that the bar has been set so high it like leads to unrealistic expectations where like if you're a rookie quarterback you're gonna have your you're gonna have your um your lumps. It's not like Andrew Luck who just comes into the league and goes eleven five and sets the league on fire. Like that that that's very rarely happens. But on the stat yeah. On the stat line, you know like they were pound for pound. I just think that just came to a crucial turnover. And um, like you said, Hayden, you know, just to keep it short and sweet, um, you know, they're going to need to give time for Jordan Love to grow. Um, they hit him away. They reserved him. They let him sit behind Aaron Rodgers for all the time that he could take to kind of absorb everything. But, um, you know, he's going to go through getting his lumps in the first half of the season. And hopefully he prevails where they could be at least a 500 team. Because the talent's there. You, you could see the talent's there. Yeah. It's on yep. the like one hundred yeah. percent. The guy you guys now. Yeah, it's uh the Broncos will be a funny team to keep watching. At least Russell Wilson did look look like he's uh trying to save his own face, not being a joke as he has been lately. But he had a solid game against the Packers, even though um there were some questionable things throughout. I guess uh only time will tell how this dysfunctional Broncos team will be because again, we could be talking about the opposite if uh, things didn't change, but um, ultimately they got the win and there was just two bad teams playing each other. And it's uh, just about betting at that point. It hit the under Nico. They hit the under for you. So uh, that's all that matters sometimes. That's right. That's right. At my, I had a uh, Jaden Reed over two and a half receptions and his dirt catch was at the fucked touchdown. I don't know if anybody saw that. Yes, I did see that. That was, that was intense. That was a nice winner. All right. Why don't we just go into the picks? Because I have a feeling we have a lot to talk about with these matchups. So let's talk about week eight in the national football league. Everybody let's start on Thursday night where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to Buffalo where Buffalo is opening at minus eight and a half. The over-under is 42.5. You know what? I would say get an alternate spread, maybe do 6.5 for Buffalo. But, I mean, after a bad loss last week and uh, Tampa Bay still having identity issues, give me Buffalo on this. I I would say if you're going to stick with the minus 8.5, take the points for the Bucs. But um, I think Buffalo is going to easily win this. Yeah, I'll take uh, I'll take the Bucks with the points and the Bills with the money line. I uh, I got the Bills. Uh, I got the Bills cover and I got the Bills by fourteen plus. Um, the only reason why I say that is that they have to come out firing after these past two weeks. You got to show that you're the Buffalo Bills and you have to come out firing. And we saw the Baker Mayfield that we're used to the past couple weeks. And then we'll see it again for the third week in a row. Yeah, I agree. I got the the Bucks plus fourteen because. Um, like he said, the Bucks just got to show that the Bucks, the Baker, Baker Mayfield is going to be Baker Mayfield. Um, and when they do win, it's just going to add to the inconsistency factor. 
Yeah. Oh, right. Warm weather teams going north and on a short week, I think it's 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 form fitting for Buffalo, who's a seasoned team, to bounce back. The New England Patriots are going to Miami, the opposite, a cold weather team going to a hot weather team. After Miami's tough loss against the Eagles, they are opening at minus nine and a half, and your over under is 47. And uh, give me, by the way, I would say give me under on the 42 points for Tampa Bay and Buffalo. And, um, and, um, Sorry, I just realized we skipped a game. Jacksonville and New Orleans, quickly. Um, Awesome game. Best Thursday night football game of all time. Um, Too bad for the New Orleans Saints and uh, their tight end drop in an end zone, dropping it in the end zone. Um, But moving on with these picks, though. I won't make that mistake again. Um, Again, yes. Give me Miami here with the points at minus eight and a half. I think that's a very fair um, spread and the over under give me over 47 points. Yeah, I'm going with you. I'm going with Miami with the points and I'm going Miami with the over and um, Miami money line. Give me the Patriots uh, plus eight and a half. I've been betting the Patriots all year. I'm not going to stop now, especially after last week. Um, <laughs> I, I wanted one thing I will say, one take I have on this game. Don't be surprised if Matt Jones is a two-minute drill to tie the game up late. Don't be surprised. Matt, you know, he has, he has looked good in that little two-minute drill, so, you know. Would have been, nice been nice about the I'll other, take, like, 58 minutes in the game, but, you know. I'll take uh, I'll take the Patriots with the points, but I got Miami winning. Um, I just don't think they're going to cover. I think this is a one-score game, kind of like what uh, Nico said. I think that Matt could keep it interesting at the end of the game. I never, never uh, put it past Bill. I will say though, you're Miami. You lose this game with the New England at at uh at home. You know you got to panic. You, you got to yeah. panic. It opens the door for the Jets if they win. You know, so we're rooting for the Patriots. God can't. God, God, I can't ever say that. But I'll say <laughs> it. I will say it. I'm gonna go with uh Miami for the points and the and the spread. I'm gonna go with the Miami for the over though. Uh, I don't. Honestly, I, I I think I think Miami just takes this game straight out, just whoops the Patriots, puts one on them, like yeah, embarrassing loss. All right, a very important game to discuss. A very important game for these two franchises. My favorite game every four years is the New York Giants playing the New York Jets. If you want to call it the yeah. Snoopy Bowl or the <laughs> Mets Life Skin. All right, right here. This is what they're saying. One o'clock. The Jets are the away team. The Giants are the home team. The Jets are opening at minus three, and the over-under is minus is um 36 and a half. All right. Oh, 36. Before, yeah. before we give the two guys who have dogs in the fight here, I want to first talk with Nico, Alex, and Bars. What do you guys say first about this game? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I do. I will take. I just have a question, Hayden, just for season ticket purposes. So only the Giants fans get these tickets. Yeah, the, Gi- the Giants every four. If the Giants, if it's a Giant home game, that all the Giants season ticket holders get it. You get like that. Looks a little off top. Do you get like first rights at them with everything? No. No. Well, okay, so Giants. That's that's still a home field advantage then. Yeah, so that's I, big. I mean, there's gonna, gonna be a lot of Jet fans. There's gonna be a lot of Jet fans. I want to. There will be a lot of Jet fans definitely, but that that definitely helps with season ticket holders. So I will say that. Um, but uh. Uh, it's tough. 
Um, I, 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 I have the Giants. Um, I think it's going to be low scoring. Give me the under. I, I really don't think these teams, even though it's so low, I, I, if the under was 28 and a half, I still think I take the under. Um, I think I have like, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, have a, like a 13-10 game. 13-10 final. Boy, you are really going for Oh, I couldn't agree and more. You, you said 13-10 for who? The Giants. Give me the Giants. Yes. Oh, boy. Good job, Nico. Right here. So I'll, I'll, I'll raise you one, Nico. I'll go 13-10 Jets. Okay. Uh, you, Alex. This is, this is this really is, going low. Thank you. <laughs> but but that's what I want to specify. I like you two. Like, <laughs> my bet will be the under. Definitely be the under. I'm not saying I'm surprised, but uh, to the degree the under is the play. If you have the oh yeah, these are these are two these are two anemic offenses. It's all good. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm gonna double down with Alex on this one. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm gonna go with the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll give Hayden this one first. All right, I got the Jets winning this game. 23-2. You're high if you think you're 23-17. 23-17. I think this is going over Jets. Jets, no Jets. Of course I'm picking the New York Giants. What the fuck? At, at uh, plus three. Of course. And, you know, I'll be hearing it all week. And I continue it. How so many people underestimate the Giants? Would it be shocked if the Giants won won this game? Though I would not be shocked if the Giants. I will go on the record that this might be our Super Bowl (laughs) this year. And you know what? That is good enough for me. I I don't want to deal with. I don't want to deal with. I I don't even want to live in New York again. Any whatever you smoking, man. I want some of that. You know, I would not be happy. I would not be happy. Put it that way. The thing that gives me a little more confidence is not only how the bad karma is going against the Giants. And I listen to a lot of local radio and, um, you know, on both stations and here. And nobody is taking the Giants seriously. The Giants defense is improving. Oh, I really think they can. Great. I really think they could pressure Zach Wilson to make him look like the old Zach Wilson. And it's only a matter of if Zach Wilson could take advantage of, of anything in here, if they could take advantage of any weaknesses and any holes. And for somebody who never believes in Zach Wilson, I, I don't want to say the word expect, but I really, I think there's a great chance where we'll see the old Zach Wilson. And if there's anything that I can make a pick against the New York jets, that I've seen throughout my whole life. Same old Jets. Jet fans are cocky. Jet fans are, feel great going into this game, and they should. And they have a better chance to make the playoffs than this New York Giants team. And I will say it again. I don't care if this is our Super Bowl this year. The New York Giants will get this upset. And you know what? Fine. I, for the rest of the year, I will still cheer for this team, but I will be satisfied with how this season goes. Give me the Giants and at plus three. I I, I think look, what you're look, not, and look, and the look, under at thirty six. I, and I and think half. what you're not look, saying that that's going to be a key to this game. Look, what, no. what first for wait, Hayden first, and then Barth. I think I think that what you're not saying is the Jets have not been very good this season defending the quarterback rounds. Like they have not. They're they're extremely poor. If mm-hmm. you have either Daniel Jones or Tyrod, you should get them either some bootlegs or some option routes to, to get their legs moving because the Jets have not defended against the quarterback round very well. Right. That's that's the way in which the Giants can move the ball. May the best man win, Hayden, and yeah. we will. I don't care if we were going to see classic games throughout the whole week. We're all opening with this one next week for sure. But definitely, good luck 
Hated, you are one of the few Jet fans I respect. All the other Jet fans I know, I think, are a pain in the ass, and I remind them of that all the time well, so I, they know. I, I, am, I am a pain in the ass. Well, I am a pain in the ass, but that's my friends well, do. So. You know, like, but you're hated. So that's that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a hater. I'm not a hater. <laughs> no, I'm saying you're Hayden, so oh, yeah, this, yeah, this yeah, is fine. Yeah. <laughs> that should be fun. Jacksonville plays Pittsburgh, as discussed earlier, where Jacksonville is opening at minus two and a half. And the over-under is 42 points. I like that. I don't like this game for Jacksonville. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm going to take I'm gonna take Pittsburgh in this game kind of cautiously because I feel like Jacksonville in cold weather, um, out going from an out-east out team to kind of in the middle of Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah, give me, give me the, um, give me the, give me the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, ooh. 21-18. All right, good stuff. I'm actually thinking there's going to be a Jacksonville win. They could cover that two and a half. Jacksonville's been very good on the road. And um, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers can have an ugly defeat where Bars throws his TV on the ground. Um, give me an under here at 42 points. I'm going to go uh, call it a Nico on this. Oh, it's for, and, oh 42 uh, is the, then I'm taking – if 42 is the, the point spread, then I'm Oh, did I there. not say that? Sorry about that. My bad on there. But, yes, 42 yeah, for the – Because I had it as 28, 118. So, I'll be under. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I really – usually this is a game I think I'd be all over the under in. I don't like the under, don't like the over. I'm going to probably stay away from the total. Um, but I like Jacksonville. Um, I think the Steelers are right fraud. Turn. Steelers are just completely mediocre. And I think the Steelers won two games versus two teams that they shouldn't have. And they're not going to get lucky this Sunday. And uh, Jacksonville's going to have a nice win at Archer. What is it? Archer Ash Stadium. What is it now? No, Archer at. Put some respect on the Steelers' name. First of all, we didn't beat two teams that we weren't supposed to beat. We beat teams that we were supposed to beat. One of those teams was definitely divisional. And you're going to put some respect on our names. So listen, I, I'm going to let you know this. It's off rip. I'm going to take the Steelers on this. We all know that. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a gimme. But... The Jaguars are going to face an elite rush defense and a somewhat like uh, budding uh, pass defense. So like, and that like if they're if like jo- um, Josh Josh Allen is a phenomenal player, so we're going to have to watch out for him on on Jacksonville's defense. But aside from that, I think they have a weak secondary, and the Pittsburgh will expose that. So I'm gonna stay with the total as well, but I'm gonna give it the Pittsburgh period. Like taking the game, probably about crazy enough. I'm gonna say our highest point total, probably like thirty to twenty-seven. Oh, okay. High. I'm going twenty-four seventeen. Twenty-four seventeen, Pittsburgh. Ooh. I didn't All expect right. that one, Alex. The Atlanta Falcons. Wait, did you go? Did did uh Nico go? Yep. Yeah, Nico. Sorry. Went. Oh man, um, Steelers suck. <laughs> the Steelers. What, what's, your, what's your team again? Wh- wh- whoever I have. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot. Accused. It didn't really matter. Yeah, that's what, whoever I'm <laughs> so, on, I guess. Sorry. I, so just behind me is the game seven, the NLCS, and this is yeah, Bryce Harper. I, just, I was watching it too. 
and I Brain lost Star. and I lost my train of thought twice on it on this forgetting the uh, 39 game in this i thought he was gonna crank it i did and then just pop up the left man still in it still in it so anyways Uh, yeah but yeah (laughs) back to football but uh quickly atlanta the atlanta falcons are going to tennessee tennessee's back yay yay pretty sure if tennessee loses this game they are going to be major sellers even though they have been already but um atlanta Mine is two points, two and a half points. Your Atlanta Falcons are the favorites at minus two and a half on the road. The over-under is 36 and a half. Give me under 36 and a half. And then uh, give me Tennessee giving a uh, getting an upset victory and figuring out what the hell they're going to do. I still think there will be sellers. So next Sunday is the last Sunday before the trade deadline, which is Halloween. Or no, this Sunday. This is the last week. So, um We'll see who's still on this team after next week. I just want to put on the record. I wish it was Derrick Henry, but I think he's going to wind up staying. They don't want a running back. It looks like I'm hearing. Yeah, no, this is a, this game. This is one of my early favorite plays of the week. Um, It's the under. Love the under in this game. I think it's going to continue to get lower throughout the week. So you should jump on it now and jump on it early. Um, I really don't like a side in this game. I I, I don't, I, I couldn't see their team winning. Um, I guess I'd say Atlanta if I had to pick, but I, I don't like the side either way in this game. But uh, under is a great bet this week. I'll take Tennessee uh, with the with the under though. I think it's going to be a tight, low scoring game. Um, Tennessee's coming back fresh off of uh, a bye, and um, I I I think that uh, Falcons are drinking too much of their juice already. We're taking the, we're taking that NFC South week by week and i just think that these games become trivial for some of these teams so i got tennessee winning bouncing back yeah in facts i also got tennessee bouncing tennessee back and atlanta oh my god that's another brutal game yeah it's <laughs> like like it's i'm gonna go with the under as well for this one too probably like somewhere like 14 10 um but giving it to tennessee um all these games taking place like Just put in Heineke already. Give me something to be excited about. I can't exactly, exactly. Side note, side note. All these games are taking place on my That's birthday. Follow on that. So you know what I'm saying. So happy early birthday. If the Steelers catch a win on my birthday, I will be getting shit. Well, supposedly Will Levis and Malik Willis are playing. If if Malik Willis and if Malik Willis is playing, I'm definitely taking the Falcons. <laughs> what? Malik Willis supposedly may be playing. Oh my God! If he's playing, then I'm taking. You know will, what? I don't know. Really... And Will Levis supposedly that they, they may be playing as well. They, Yo, they may... Matt, do I have to pick? Yes. Yes. Oh, man. Yo, I stick with the Titans, man. Fuck it, let's go. I mean, yeah, the, no, the Vikings saying, beat the saying, 49ers. This, this is what it says. It says <laughs> Titans may play Will Levis, Malik. Will Levis, Malik Willis, if if Ryan Tannehill. So they may do like a Will Levis plays the first half and like. So, and let Malik will uh, some some no, stupid I'm going with like the Falcons. I'm, I'm going with the Falcons. I'm going with the Falcons. I'm going with the Falcons. I'm still gonna stick with it. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the the Falcons in this game. I'll take the Falcons. What's the point total? It is it is um forty two. Well, I feel like every game is around forty two. I don't know. Yeah, what? Like, why is it so high? Um, I mean, well, that's the degenerates. <laughs> Give me, give, give, give me the uh, give me the over in this one. I think this could be an interesting game. Actually, I'll take the over 
and then I'll take um, I'll take Atlanta money line. Ah, <laughs> uh, love it. Do you want me to get? Do you want me to give like a score in this one? I mean, it's up to you, but um, we can move on. I'll to give it. like uh, God, Atlanta scoring thirty points is God help me, but Atlanta thirty to fifteen. That's all right. Good stuff. The Houston Texans are going to play Carolina this week. <laughs> and um, Houston's game, opening at well, minus at three. Least, at least you get C.J. Stroud playing. So. The over-under is 43. Give me, oh. the, give me a true lock here with Houston getting the victory and hitting the points at just minus three. And Carolina will still be winless. Give me Houston uh, with the over. And I feel like Houston with the money line. So give me Houston. 34-23. I saw, I saw this week Bryce Young was doing like some stupid comedy skit. And someone commented, you're 0-6. And this is what you post about? <laughs> <laughs> Bryce, Young, Bryce Young has started to play a little better in the last couple of games. No, I I, uh, I personally believe um, Houston still gets the dub. But I think it's going to be somewhat of a Bryce Young coming out party. And I do think both rookies are going to ball out. Um, I think this is going to be one of the highest scoring games on Sunday, believe it or not. Um, I really have a sneaky, sneaky shootout, like a 31-28 final. I, I like that. I like that. I got a blowout, but I think they're going to cover. Um, I got Houston winning pretty handily, something like a 30-21 to 21 or a 30-18. The Los Angeles Rams are going to Dallas. Oh, yeah. Where Dallas is opening at minus 6.5. The over-under is 45.5. Give me... The <coughs> stupid Yo, real quick. dome teams. What? Real quick, I didn't get my take on that one. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give it a uh, thirty-one twenty with the Panthers taking it. Oh, <laughs> Panthers their first victory. Okay, awesome stuff. And uh, for this, first win. Um, and yeah, number one overall pick versus number two overall pick. Pretty cool. But um, the Rams and the Cowboys. At Dallas, give me the Cowboys at minus seven and a half. Give me those points. And the over-under, uh, give me an under. Seven and a half is an interesting number. I um, what was, I what see, was six and a half. Six and a half. Oh, six and a half. Yeah, okay. Sorry, six and a half. <clears throat> yeah, that, that, seems, that seems like the right line. Um, I'm actually going to go uh, in reverse, though. I'm going to take the Rams in this game by a touchdown. Oh, um wow. I, I think that this is a big bounce back game. Um, a little bit of adversity for Sean McVay for an underwhelming game last week. Um, I got the Rams winning on the road, uh, 21-14. I, I got, I'm going with the under on this one, and I got the Rams winning actually by a field goal. So I'm going um, 24-21. The, yeah, the Rams haven't shown me that they can uh, beat a team with a good defensive line. And uh, – I really think that could be a factor here with the pressure and everything. Um, I, I like the Cowboys in this game. I like I like the Cowboys winning by fourteen. Nah, I got the uh, I got the Cowboys winning this game twenty to ten. So I'll take we have, the Cowboys. Cowboys and the under. We have an even line right here. It's a pick 'em. Minnesota going to Green Bay. The over under is forty three. Give me Minnesota and give me an under at forty three. Uh, give me Minnesota and give me a over. Over. Yep. Okay. <laughs> um, 
I definitely got the under, but I got Minnesota winning a pretty tight game. Um, something like eight, yeah, seventeen, fourteen. Nah, I got the I got the over on this one with Minnesota winning this one handily, like 30, 35, 14. Wow. Yeah. You said um, earlier in the show that Minnesota was done. Yeah, I did, <laughs> but I did, but but it's it's a divisional game against the Packers. The Packers don't have Aaron Rodgers there to own that team. <laughs> So uh, honestly, I got the, I got the Vikings taking that one. Yeah, I, I, I know what I said, but I'm gonna stand on that one. I'm stand on this one. All right. Um, I don't personally like an over under here, but um, I do like the Packers to win this game just because all year so far, I feel like every time a quarterback has had pressure on them uh, so far this season to win a game, and that's all Jordan Love feels right now. Everyone's talking about him. Is he legit? Is he not going to be the guy that we got? And I think he pulls out a win, and Jordan Love has a great game. Good, uh, good call on that one, uh, Nico. Oh, boy. The New Orleans Saints are going to Indy. New Orleans opening at – sorry, the Colts are opening at minus one. 43.5 is your under. And give me the New Orleans Saints. I think they're going to have a redemption game after a heartbreaking loss on Thursday night. And give me an over at 43 and a half. We're going to continue the scoring in yeah, that we'll, dome. We'll go uh, New Orleans. I'll take New Orleans money line and give me the under. Really? The under? Yeah, okay. The under. I'm going to take New Orleans with the money line and also go with the under. I think um, – that that defense is just going to put a little too much pressure on Gardner. I'm taking Indy with the over big time. I think that's the biggest, biggest, uh, biggest easy gimme of the week. Yeah, I 100% agree with Alex. Um, I like the Colts. <laughs> I like the over. Um, I'm trying to get the number that I had it at, but one player and now I'm so far some of my favorite plays of the week is the Colts team total over. I think the Colts score and they score often. And I think right now I haven't, I can't get it off the top of my head what the exact team total is, but I know it's around like 22 and a half, maybe 21 and a half. But I think they get 20, 28 plus in this game. I really do. All right. So this is a fun game. And first with the Commanders and the Eagles, where um, the Eagles open at minus six and a half on the road against Washington, and their over-under is 43 and a half. Did anybody see Jonathan Allen's comments after the game? Just an angry, angry dude who wants some changes. And, um, you know, a guy who said, I'm tired of this fucking bullshit. Seven years, I'm, I'm tired of fucking losing. I love seeing that passion. And I can only say that I think that the Washington Commanders can bounce back with that. Unfortunately, the Eagles are a much better team, and that six and a half spread is a uh, very, very good. I hope it stays until Sunday. So, give me the Eagles at minus six and a half, and give me over forty-three and a half points. I'll be the contrarian here. Um, I'm going to take um, I'm going to take the Eagles to win, but it's going to be uh, a one-point game. I think it's a walk-off field goal. I think that. Washington hangs tough with this team every year, and um, I think it'll be more of the same. But I understand his frustration with that team because they lose a lot of close games, Washington. Yeah, he was pissed. Like, do not yep. mess with Jonathan I, Allen. Yeah, no, I he, feel the Eagles take this. It's it, I, What starts off as, like, what seems like a slugfest and, like, a close game 
will eventually end with the Eagles winning by like two touchdowns. For all my betters out there, I got under. No, I got the um, I got the Eagles winning on a last second kick, like a. So I'll take the Eagles money line. What's the what's the what's the spread? What's the um? Uh, forty three and a half is your over under. Forty three and a half. No, like the forty three and a half. Mm-hmm. Over under. I'll, I'll take the over on that. Give me the under. This is going to be a sloppy, low scoring game. Where the I agree with what you both said, and I agree with all of you. We said like the Eagles are going to pull off this game with a field goal late, in my opinion. Um, I think it's going to be a sloppy defensive battle, a lot of tush pushes like we saw on Sunday. That, uh, that play. All right. Cleveland is going to Seattle this week. Cleveland is your underdogs. So Seattle is opening at minus three. The over-under is 39 and a half. Give me Cleveland with the upset. And uh, depending who they start at quarterback, I still think they can uh, get a victory here. And give me an under at 39 and a half. Uh, I'll go Seattle with the uh, Seattle with the money line. And uh, Seattle with the um, – I'll, I'll take the over. Another game I highlight this week. Love the under. Under, 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 under in this game. Probably um, with these two defenses, unders will be, would be a uh, – would be a good thing to pick. Absolutely. Probably. probably. But that being said, um, usually and when, it's, when a game screams under, like this game screams under, usually it's over. So I'm, I'm going to take yeah, it over. Right. Going, I'm going with the under on this one too, like, like Nico said, but I'm going to go with the Seahawks to win this one. Baltimore to Arizona, baby. Baltimore's going to... Uh, Phoenix, where they are it opening the a minus, Baltimore could lose. Like they're they're so in, they're another team. Like Baltimore could could lose this game one hundred percent. I agree. Minus eight and a half is your spread. Forty four is the over under. I'm lose this game. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Baltimore with the spread. Um and and the the money line. I'll go I'll go I'll go over. What is it? What is, what's what's the number? Forty four and a half. I'll go under here. But um, but um, uh, yeah. I mean. This is a game that that like Baltimore could lose. They're one of those teams you get so high, and then you could just drop a dud versus versus Arizona. So, and saying that, I think um, the Arizona Cardinals are going to be the upset. They're going to give me the points for Arizona, and uh, give me over that forty four and a half. I think it could be a high scoring game. I'm going to go with um, the Ravens taking this one, uh, low scoring game. But I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the under. I'm going with the over. I think Ravens ball them out. Um, I think they'll be dialed in. But I hope uh, I hope uh, Lamar plays like dog shit just so we have something to argue about next week. <laughs> That'll be good for you. Be like, oh, Alex, can you just get your lighting up a little bit? It might be tough for the reels later. They're like, just go, go just get a little closer. All right, great, thank you. They're like, you can yell at you can yell at Hayden now. <laughs> Lamar oh. Jackson is a great passer. Well, fuck you! Like so I'm gonna say I want them to win in spite of them. That's all. Can't wait! Can't wait for that. Bring it. I don't. I don't like the over or under in this game. Um, I think the Ravens just carry over from what they did last week, and we have a potential blowout on our hands. Um, I think the Ravens. Typically, I know what Hale was saying that they. And play down, but I think typically the Ravens dominate bad teams. They're one of those teams that really run up the score on bad teams, and I have the Ravens dominating this game. Yeah, Kansas City and Denver, everybody. 
your game of the week for some reason. Um, Kansas City opening at minus eight. Your over under is 46. Kansas City was able to finally, um, Kansas City was finally able to actually cover a spread for once last week. And you know what? I watched them not cover the spread against the uh, Denver Broncos. So give me the Broncos with the points, Kansas City with the money line, and give me over 46 points because you just have Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. Th- those two can just score with each other. They could get half of that. I can already if not whole, all of that spread. I can already picture this stupid headline now. Uh, ta- ta- Taylor and Kelsey going mile high in the mile high club. Ooh, no, I, I'm no report if she's I going think, to be uh, at that game. <laughs> I couldn't even yeah. help but laugh at that. One. <laughs> I, 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 you got to laugh at that one. It was a, it was a really bad dad joke, but um, I, I, I got the Chiefs winning, but they're not going to cover. I think it's a one possession game. These um, these divisional games are always tough, even if Broncos suck. But I think they're feeling themselves a little bit after a nice dub last week. So I, I see something like a twenty-one seventeen type game, Chiefs. I, I see a 35-27 game going with the Chiefs. Okay. Yeah, I got, I got a similar I got a similar game. Thirty. I got like 35-28 for the Chiefs. Yeah. I guess I think it's going to go over. So I'm I'm with the Nico and I'm not not Nico. I'm Barth on that. For for the betters, this is a game where you stay away. Let you you don't touch it. Like Alex mentioned, the division <laughs> game, anything can happen. Uh. I, I think the Chiefs. I mean, win. they also. I, Denver has lost to New England. Has lost to Kansas City. I want to say sixteen or seventeen straight times. It's like the longest. Yeah, it's up there. It's, it's up the there. longest streak in NFL history besides us in the Jets. Us in the Jets. Us in the Jets and Patriots. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's been crazy. No, nah, it's been crazy what they're losing to the first, uh, first Kansas City. Absolutely. Cincy, baby. Cincinnati is going to San Francisco, a Super Bowl rematch. San Francisco opening at minus five and a half. The over-under is 45 points. All right. San Francisco's got to get this victory, and I think they're going to hit this spread after a losing two in a row. So um, give me San Francisco with the points. Give me over 45 points. I agree with you too, Matt. I think uh, San Francisco wins this game. They cover the spread, and I agree with the over 45 points, too. Who are they, who are they playing against San Francisco? You do. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Um, I'll take I'll take uh, Cincinnati in this game. I'll take Cincinnati with the um, – actually, no, they just lost to it on now. Uh, I'm going to take I'll – take, I'll take actually uh, – I'll take San Francisco in this game. Would flop much? All right, I got Cincy winning on the road. Uh, I think it's a must win ju- just because of that. Uh-huh. That um, I, 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 I'm picking against my best judgment because I think that San Fran at home is unbeatable, especially coming off two straight losses. But it just feels like they're on a downward spiral right now in San Fran. It's got to ride its it correct itself. But I think Cincy needs this win, and I think they're going to come out that way. <clears throat> that should be flexed. Oh yeah, 100%. yeah. I agree, hundred percent. That, I, I think it's one of the great games. I think both teams need to win desperately. Um, the only reason why San Fran can't lose three in a row, so I'll take San Fran. But I really, really like the under in this game. Really like the under. All right. So, this is a stupid game. Sunday night football. The Chicago Bears are going to Los Angeles. Oh. All right. 
The over under is 46 and a half where the spread is the Chargers minus eight and a half. You know what? Give me, you know what? Give me a uh, Taron. And I think he's going to have another stellar game. And people are going to think that Chicago is back with this. I will take the points with the Chicago bears and give me under 46 and a half. Oh, I'll take the, uh, I'll take the under. And I'll take uh, the Chargers. I think this is actually going to be a really fun game. Everyone's talking hating on it Sunday night. I think it's going to be a shootout. I really think it's going to be a sneaky, high-scoring game. It's going to be fun to watch. But um, give me the Chargers winning this game by two touchdowns. Nah, give me like 35-14 Chargers. I think uh, the Bears got kind of lucky against a kind of weak Raiders defense. Or secondary, it's not going to happen with the and Chargers. The LA team at home. Yeah, Jets, no. Jets at home versus versus the Chargers the following week, Monday night. I will be there. <clears throat> All right, we'll end it off with mischief night, October thirtieth. We have the Detroit Lions hosting the Las Vegas Raiders. The Vegas Raiders are back on prime time, everybody. All right, at Ford Field, where Detroit is opening at minus eight. The over-under is 45 and a half. Give me the points for the Detroit Lions. Give me the over at 45 and a half. I'm taking No, give me the under. I give it back. Give me the under 45 and a half. In this game, money line, and I'll take the under. Yeah, give me Vegas. I'll I'll take Detroit with the over. Give me the over. Definitely like the over in this game, but I'll take Vegas getting the eight. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I got that. <laughs> I got I got um Lions winning a big bounce back game. I think they're gonna blow us out, um, especially on Monday. So uh yeah, I don't have a score, but um, I think Lions are gonna run it up. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. You did great, Hayden. You did great bars, you did great, Alex, you did great. Nico and this audience did a great job watching us. All right, we'll see you next week with week eight and look ahead at week nine. This is a very productive conversation. Now that was awesome. Great stuff, everybody. Nico, Alex, Hayden, Bars, you all killed it out there. Great, great stuff. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show across all social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter and X at Prod Convo Pod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations and Facebook at Productive Conversations. So that wraps up another NFL week for us. Now let's talk about another college football week on the next show. So don't forget to check us out as we talk about week eight in the college football season. Heisman Trophy candidates switched once again. We have very big college football implications that were affected this past week and a lot of other stuff going into a crucial week nine of the college football season. So we will get into all of that tomorrow. You do not want to miss any of the action and don't forget to check us out on Friday for a whole new tweet cap. And I just saw this list about all of the dates you can't take a girl on. 
That's been going viral, and there is no doubt we are going to get into that on Friday. So we will see you tomorrow with college football. Then we'll see you Friday with another tweet cap, and we'll just keep on keeping on with all the great content that is always coming your way on the Productive Conversations podcast. I want to thank again Nico Nocera, Hayden Nadler, Bars the God, and Alex Ranelio for their contributions to the show today. I want to thank Alex DeJesus, a.k.a. Doloren, for what he does behind the scenes. And I want to thank you, the greatest fans and listeners in the world, for always supporting us no matter what and being the very best fan pace a podcast can ask for. Again, my name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast, and I'll be seeing you tomorrow with a new college football show. All right, have a wonderful day and make the most of it. And don't forget to check in on your friends and family. See you soon, everybody. Peace!